0: and welcome to episode 268 of at odds with wrestling but also episode 236 of we need wrestling everyone's here it's me joe adam brett dj hello everyone
1: i'm doing the dance over here don't mind. Me. i was too no <laughs> yeah, <was> same same
0: <laughs> i think legally we are you're all supposed to do the dance when you hear that
1: yeah <laughs> and uh, can I ask, am I doing this right, Brett and DJ? There we go. Yeah, hey, look at you.
2: I got one, too. It wasn't as good, though.
0: <laughs> I did have water. It's too late for me to be drinking any sort of uh, carbonated beverages, you know?
2: So what's going on, everybody?
0: Hey. Thanks for having us. No, no problem. We did this last year, which I forgot that we were all here for this but again Adam reminded me (laughs) that he was also uh, gainfully unemployed last year as well
1: it's a Thanksgiving tradition (laughs) me not having any money coming in (laughs) oh man
3: (laughs) a
0: lot of money going out not a lot coming in
1: (laughs) respect the process that's what I say
0: I guess so uh, everybody have a good Thanksgiving everyone eat a lot of food Waited a lot of time to catch up while we were dealing with all sorts of uh computer and Skype issues here.
4: <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hand up, that's on me. Yeah.
2: Uh, just yeah, like man, a Bill I, fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, Thanksgiving was good. I ate two dinners, so I'm like ready to throw up everywhere. But other than that, we're we're doing good.
0: So I I
1: ate two medium sized dinners as well, but I paced myself i didn't eat much so probably when we're done recording this at like 3 a.m that's when i'm gonna have my next meal there you go
2: i'm not gonna have a meal but there is going to be a second piece of pecan pie in my future you son of a bitch so (laughs) just saying
0: So, hey, let's get into the show. Enough pleasantries, enough anything. There's going to be a nice mix of both shows, and we're going to see how this goes. My money's on poorly, but let's get right into it.
3: (laughs) And
1: now, Odds with Wrestling presents This Day in Wrestling History.
0: So, I I forgot to say this before. Um... I, I played the jingle there. I hope you like clips, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I got lots of clips. I got lots of history, lots of things just to talk about. So I, I love it when it's such a busy day in wrestling history, and I love when stuff lines up, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like poetry, because it rhymes, you know?
1: Hey, it was hey that's day. technically almost a reference. You can't do that. So so we're going to be all over the place
0: with the history stuff today, right? Because some stuff leads into other stuff and some stuff doesn't matter. Whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So on this day in wrestling history, 38 years ago, I know Adam likes talking about stuff pre-1990, and we got a lot of it this week. I'm just going to
1: bow out for a little bit.
0: (laughs) I think you're going to want to hang out for this. Um, But 38 years ago, We get the debut of a hot new up and coming Memphis babyface tag team.
5: Welcome in. Brand new faces to championship wrestling, a couple of guys you're going to get to know and know well too. We're talking about the Freedom Fighters, Jim Helwig. Jim, glad to have you here, and Steve Borden. Steve. Glad to have you guys here. This is your first time out here. We want to get a little background on you. Uh, Jim, I know you're from Atlanta, Georgia, right? That's right. Originally, I was out in California the last year and a half doing some wrestling out there. And how about uh, how about the record for the Freedom Fighters, uh, Steve?
1: We've only lost two
6: matches, but uh, neither one of those were really legitimate losses. We got hit over the head with chairs and tables and everything like that. You know they got to do anything they can to beat us. <laughs> I well, can I, see I, that. I don't, I don't
5: consider them legitimate then. Yeah, well that's uh, that's an awfully good record starting out for young fellows. I'm standing here. I have heard this, and I know I know the weight. Jim is 285, and Steve is 260. Uh, 22 inch arms, I understand. Jim, is there any way I can get you guys to take these jackets off? You're going to be in the ring here in a minute. How about peeling them off? It's <laughs> <to> the <laughs> hey, oh, I to a late. Come on. Oh baby. <laughs> White flight, the, right tight, the whole thing. Come on. Did I say big? That's what a 22 inch arm looks like, and here's a 20 inch arm over here. Oh, nice <laughs> son of a gun! Hey, I tell you, there's no question you got the you got the physiques for it. Let me ask you this: the important thing, because I know they'll kill me if I don't find out about it. How about are you guys uh, married, uh,
1: have families, or what? No, we're single. We're looking forward You're to You're both single. Yeah, yeah, we're single. Did you hear that, girls? They're both single here. I want to get that. In our- <laughs> Maybe Dana Warriors out there in that crowd. <laughs> <laughs> again, it, again, it's a different time in Memphis where, like,
0: the host of the show is like, all right, we got to let the ladies know everything's going to be
6: on the up and up, right? <laughs> The girls out here in Nashville are kind of nice in the Mid-South, so we're looking forward to meeting them.
5: You bet your life. we got some lovelies around here. You better believe it. We want to wish you guys uh, the very best of luck. Uh, I, I've been looking forward. I've heard a lot about you, and uh, we're interested in having. This is the tag team capital of the world. You're going to see some awfully tough guys. You'll see some more of those chairs and chains, too, uh, Steve. Well, we're ready for them this time. Okay. You ready to hit the ring? We're ready. Okay, let's get them up there, the Freedom Fighters. Maybe we're ready for the first time I'm to sta-
1: oh, I was I was gonna, gonna say- I'm gonna start becoming a interviewer on the indie scene and I'm just gonna ask people their marital status <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I, I was gonna say I did go and get some expert uh, co- opinions on uh, that segment there
6: steroids are awesome I don't
2: care what anybody says
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus warrior is like massive
2: well, he doesn't know what to do with his hands. He's standing there like holding his hands together. He looks so awkward and like meek and he spoke in actual sentences. It's crazy. What what I, happened don't to him? He,
4: I don't think he discovered nose beers.
0: Right. <laughs> I think that might have been the issue.
2: Yeah. So yeah, yeah, this
0: is this is like the TV big time whatever debut of sting and the ultimate warrior. Um, you know, like they come in as baby faces, two weeks later they turn heel. And then, like, two weeks after that, I think they're out of the territory and over to uh, Bill Watts.
4: Mm, Holy shit.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Pretty crazy how, uh, you know, life works. And again, 38 years ago today, uh, this moment. And then, of course, one of these two moments, one of these two young men would go on to have their dream. Finally, you know, they start small here, right? Memphis. And then 2014, just nine years ago. They finally made it to the big leagues.
3: Yeah,
4: some people on this podcast would like to call them a meme wrestler.
3: <laughs> 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 oh oh God.
5: How much more? Triple
2: he is going to end
5: this thing. Be done with it. I'm sure
7: that's
6: what he's going to do, Michael. Oh, you know what? Just count the one, two, three yourself. Go ahead and do that.
0: Pulling Seth Rollins on top of uh, Man. future devil, Dolph Ziggler. Oh, no. <laughs>
5: oh, look who it is.
3: Yeah.
0: Griffin.
5: Scott
7: Sc- Armstrong, Armstrong, of course. He's got a Triple H. <laughs> oh, what is that? <laughs>
0: how terrible of an it
4: sting was that
0: (laughs) just shameful
4: dude when that when he showed up like i freaked out
0: i think it was pretty telegraphed though no
4: it it definitely was but still like just seeing him walk out and like i don't know i just i freaked out (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll, we'll play the rest of this And we'll talk about uh, Stinger here And his uh, cup of coffee, if you will In the World Wrestling Entertainment
7: NBA World Heavyweight Champion but what the hell the is he doing car? here The franchise The man who's never stepped foot Inside WWE's arena before What a hell of an impact he's made The first
3: time he did Impact, huh? Ah...
1: last time hunter goes on his back for sting oh my god stinger looks younger
2: now
0: i was just <laughs> thinking that when they had the close-up of him there.
2: yeah
0: So, again, you heard them saying the icon, the franchise, all those sort of things. So the next night on Raw, they pivot to calling him the Vigilante Sting.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. cool. um,
0: but, again, how how crazy is that, that, like, 1985 he debuts and then, like, the same day, 2014 you know, well, you know, 29 days whatever, or 29 years that he makes the WWE debut. Like, I love when, like, little things like that in people's careers line up. Like, I don't think anyone was looking at it. Like, well, that was his Memphis debut. Let's hold him off to Survivor Series, you know?
3: <laughs> it was
0: just, it was just, like, kind of the way the cards lay for stuff like that, you know? But, uh, that, the WWE did not know what they had in Sting. They misused Sting, um, I'm not going to say that they intentionally tried to, like, take some of the luster off Sting, but I just think that was WWE's way at this time in, like, 2014, 2015, that they didn't really know how to handle people.
2: Yeah, and so that leads to him, Triple H, then him, Rollins, or is, and then that's the end because of the yeah. match, right?
0: Yeah, the he has the match at WrestleMania in, uh, 15 with Triple H where Michael Cole is like this is what it feels like to be in the big time sting <laughs> um, and then I forget I, I forget when the pay-per-view is but he has the match with Seth and that's when he gets hurt off the buckle bomb and that's it Yeah.
4: wow he only had two matches in that run that's crazy
0: yeah like a lot of segments a lot of backstages lots of you know posing as a giant chocolate version of himself sort of thing <laughs> but again like i said they didn't really know what they had with sting
2: you know i mean uh, look at the run he's had in AEW. like i know it got cut short but like to bring him in and have him uh lose the triple h like it's just it it was just to amuse people and just to like sort of punish him it had to have been well,
0: um, right, it was to get that moment of DX and NWO squaring off. You know, you remember the original NWO. Right. Sting, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall.
2: Well, they all wore black and white, so at this yeah. point, what's, what's the difference, really? Yeah. yeah.
1: And they got to sell some figures and some merch, and I'm sure that was probably worth it.
0: Maybe. Yeah, and th- that was another one of the ones um, where the deal came through with the video game that they were able to get. Uh, the deal on Sting, because the 2K people reached out to him to be in the video game, and then usually once those wheels start moving, they can start making some overtures to get guys to, like, actually do stuff on TV. You know, that's... I forget, like, isn't that, like, this leads to them bringing in
4: Warrior? Yep, yeah, that's exactly it.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, again, speaking of Warriors, speaking of characters, you know, it's Thanksgiving time. It's Survivor Series time. You know, that was Survivor Series 2014. Eh, less said about that one, the better. Uh, better Survivor Series happens 34 years ago from the Rosemont Horizon outside of Illinois. Great wrestling town, if you will. Um World Wrestling Entertainment held the Survivor Series. And listen, I could run down the card and go through all the colorful characters, like peak WWE in 1989, but I think I'll let the superstars themselves do it.
7: Yo, Hulkamaniacs, it's Thanksgiving night, and this is the happiest time of year for all the maniacs, brother. You know, me and all my little Hulksters, we got a lot of things to be thankful for. Number one, we're thankful for being happy
0: and very healthy. We're thankful for having time to share with our loved ones. That's, that's two things. Number one is happy and healthy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry, you're not going to take another take,
1: Hulk-er, Hulkster.
7: Loved ones. We're also thankful that Hulkamania is still the strongest force in the universe. And after the turkey's done, after the blessings are all done, I can tell you
0: what the Hulkster's mostly happy about. Isn't the blessing supposed to be before? Anyway, Hulk, just keep going. It's fine. Blessing then dinner, not dinner <laughs> then blessings. All
7: right. It's Survivor Series time and I'm thankful for my team of Hulkamaniacs. I'm thankful because I rich and you're not
5: (laughs) i'm thankful for having damien and the ddt (laughs)
7: you know what we're thankful for we don't have to fight each other oh yeah i am thankful
4: that i am the only man
7: worthy of being the macho king yeah i'm thankful for the privilege of living right here in the good old us of a tough guy I'm thankful. I've got that big earthquake.
2: On Twenty-three
8: my side. <laughs> <laughs> D- Dino
0: Bravo, the 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 or, or the, Daddy Magic, the the modern day Dino Bravo. And no, nothing better than Dino Bravo saying earthquake's name, <laughs> the herquak or whatever the hell he says with a thick French Canadian <laughs> accent. <laughs>
7: Thankful for for Thanksgiving, for my
3: Pokémon.
0: Dusty, what are you doing there with your hands,
3: huh? (laughs) Lots of things.
4: (laughs) Come on, oh, Dusty! I'm thankful for the justice I serve. I'm thankful for wrestling, cutting, and strutting.
5: I'm thankful for my good looks.
7: I'm thankful for having the most ravishing body in the WWF.
0: Look at how oiled up he got for
2: that promo. <laughs> so I played this for my family today after Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, and that was the number one comment. Was, what is with all the oil? And I kept telling them that's not oil. It's physique enhancer. Uh, Goddamn right it is. <laughs> and, uh, they just could not get over uh, Ricky Rude. Well, again, I'm surprised they didn't say this.
6: Steroids are awesome. I don't care what anybody says.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful because I ate Ricky Rude. I don't have the uh, Rob Liefeld uh, cocaine drop
4: loaded up, so I to really do apologize. <laughs> I am thankful for being the
2: world's smartest man.
5: I'm thankful for being absolutely
7: perfect. Yeah, we're thankful for having starting
6: stuffing in out turkey today. They're going to kiss. <laughs> I'm thankful for spending Thanksgiving with all the members of the Heenan family.
0: Except Tully Blanchard.
7: Thanksgiving every day, but especially this day, as the Warriors give me the intensity to deliver the pair at Survivor Series, it is going to be a war!
4: Jesus Christ, look at his arms. <laughs> You I found I, Coke. I have a transcript of that.
0: <laughs> so these were taped on a different day because Warrior's wearing green here, and for the match, when he comes out, he's wearing white. So I'm always, like, that, like, that was one of those things, like, everybody's, like, you know, the guys that have their typical gear, like, Dusty's in the polka dots and Bossman's and whatever, Hogan's in the red and yellow, but, like, Macho has a completely different outfit on for the promo here than for when he comes out in the match, and then Warrior has, like, different stuff here than he does for when he comes out in the match, like, completely different. It was always one of those things that stuck out to me, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But what? that's a great Survivor series, Right?
4: I no wa- I watch that video every like the first thing I do on Thanksgiving morning is I throw that video on to get me ready for the day.
2: <laughs> it, it's it a
3: is classic.
2: It's one of the most quotable moments like the uh obviously I mean that it's Dusty when he comes out it's basically my tattoo of Dusty with right. the with the nightstick. Uh, but the I I'm thankful I ain't Ricky Rude is just one of the most quotable <laughs> things. Uh, I love it so much.
0: Piper was my guy growing up, you know, like 85, 86 when I was watching. He was a bad guy. I still liked him. You know, late 86, he comes back as a good guy and I'm vindicated. And then he comes back during this run and I didn't realize he was washed and, you know, skinny and eating garages and stuff. He's awesome, right? <laughs> Now, again, this is the height of Vince's cartoon wrestling. You know, everyone's colorful, everyone's bright. It's 1989. Well, again, on this day, just two years later, 1991, a lot of people are still there, but uh, maybe they're in different positions than they were before.
7: That's the creepiest looking snake I've ever seen in my life. Keep it away from it. The snake is put. Wait a minute. The snake is running. The snake is fighting it. The snake is fighting it. Is fighting it. I'm
4: out of here. Fuck, man. Oh.
7: To get some help, the snake is gnawing on the arm. A brainy savage who's helpless, tied in their own. All I can say is, That's that so snake better be de It better be. Jake Roberts,
8: you can't get it loose.
7: Jake with the as the stick digs deeper into the arm. Oh, Randy Savage, this is this is not supposed to happen. Rodney Parker, there. Elizabeth. Oh no, Elizabeth. I can't believe she's going to witness this. power! Elizabeth. Oh, Jake with the stick.
0: Why is Liz mic'd up for this, anyway? <laughs>
7: Let
1: me ask you this: You have to choose. You're either gonna get a snake biting your arm like that, or you're gonna get staple gunned in the cheek. Which you taking?
0: Well, more on that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, as long as the snake's devenomized, I'll take the snake.
2: Mm. Oh, well, it doesn't it doesn't Jake like? Didn't he? Because Macho makes him. Prove that the snake has been devenomized or whatever, and has Jake get bit backstage. But doesn't Jake yeah. then like hit the snake in the head a bunch of times to extra piss it off? Well, <laughs> so okay, the
0: story that Jake tells, Jake which Roberts, is
2: completely not- true,
0: notorious truth teller, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he says that's the story. But even just that moment there, where you know you would say he's smacking the snake in the head, right? Yeah, it's not so much that he's sna- smacking the snake in the head to anger it. He's very clearly trying to get the snake off Macho's arm. Right. And he can't. And that's why he's hitting it, to try to get it off Macho's arm, not to piss it off. Yeah. But again, you're smacking the snake in the head, you're pissing it off. Yeah. Piper! Piper out there, Pat Patterson out there. <laughs> Jake
7: the snake has lost it. He's lost <laughs> it. And I, I, I don't care.
0: Tony Gurria. Think that snake all the best. I mean, Why so is Liz mic'd up? up is she mic'd up?
3: Going
0: <laughs> here.
7: Elizabeth leaving. This is not supposed to happen. Murdy savage.
4: God damn.
7: This equilibrium gets off as Elizabeth shrieks in horror. Doesn't know what to do. Get him out of there! For God's sake, get Randy Savage out of there! Savage leaping back And Jake. He doesn't know any better. Savage must be hallucinating by now. That poison
0: going through his veins. But uh, anyway, it's devenomized. Why would he be hallucinating from the poison? I I, again. I don't know if Vince knows how snakes work.
3: Get him out of there! For God's sake.
0: again two years later w- cartoons right. doing the clown goofy over- the-top stuff and then Saturday morning we get this I'm
2: mm-hmm. just I'm upset by all the the hardcore stuff they're doing in wrestling at this point it's really it's unsafe and it, it shouldn't <laughs> be done you should write that in all caps yeah it turns me off to the product
0: they never did anything <laughs> like this back uh, in my day when I was watching wrestling and I'm and I definitely don't have other things that are maybe worse, but... <laughs> yeah, it's blood porn, if you <laughs> ask me. Right, there you go. That's that's what it is. Well, again, another great Survivor Series moment. This day in wrestling history, 1994. Uh, we get the culmination of the big Bob Backlund heel turn, where after uh, Owen convinces Martha Hart to throw in the towel, while Brett's in the crossface chicken wing, which... It's, well, which, which feels like for 95 minutes, but is really only about seven. Um, we get this uh, post-match promo from new world wrestling entertainment champion Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund,
5: he did exactly what he said he was going to do, agree or disagree with his tactics. He is now two-time WWE Wait,
7: wait a minute. First of all, young man, it's Mr. Bob Backlund.
2: Why is he being interviewed by The Undertaker? (laughs)
7: Correct. I've been the champion since 1978. I never lost the championship. Tonight, (laughs) I regained the belt. And I beat the man that represents your society. I beat him so I could save you. I'm going to scrutinize you to the fullest pasteurize you, homogenize you, and synchronize you back into morality. You understand, ladies and gentlemen? It's sports education. I'm your champion. And I'll take on anybody, (laughs) anybody at all, ladies and gentlemen in your generation because i'm fighting for something that's more important than anything in this world has put morality back into your lives and now your children have somebody that they can emulate after and try to catch up to because i feel like god
2: holy shit I was so, not expecting the, the I feel like God at the end of that <laughs>
0: well again you know um, when this this uh, angle first started you know it was talked about that Bob Backlund um, was like possessed by Papa Shango there was all these sort of crazy uh, you know ideas of what the storyline was but the thing is like Bob Backlund at this point had not been seen on WWE TV in like 10 years Was considered an old man who was washed. Does anyone know how old Bob Backlund was here?
2: Probably uh, 36.
0: (laughs) 45. Okay. So he's like AJ Styles' age.
2: (laughs) Mm. Oh, God.
0: Right and bob Backlund would go on to have a second lengthy run just as lengthy as his first one that he said he's been the champion since 1978 he's just regained possession of the belt and you know he's still the champion today right
4: as far as i know <laughs> can uh, can any of you tell me who beat bob Backlund for the uh the world championship
0: here in 94
4: yeah big daddy cool diesel Oh, where did he beat a macho Joe?
0: Oh, it, oh, okay. So they announced <laughs> that it's no disqualification, no count out, uh, no submission, pinfall only. Uh, it was at Madison Square Garden that night.
4: Hmm. Did you, did you tell me the attendance figure for I Madison Square 50, Garden that evening? I didn't know Madison Square Garden held fifty thousand people.
0: It will that night. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Totally worth it. <laughs> dude, so I, I just watched Survivor Series 94 last night. Uh, a little upset we didn't talk about Clowns R Us versus Jerry Waller's Royal Family. Um, dude, it, you're right when you said it feels like when has Bret Hart in the crossface chicken wing for no less than 45 minutes.
0: <laughs> it, so this whole show is super polarizing because I'm sure at the time I hated uh, the Royal Family versus Clowns Are Us. And I loved Backlund versus Brett. And I go back and watch it now. And I love Royal Family versus Clowns R Us. <laughs> and Bob Backlund versus Brett. Well, well, OK, I think, like, with all the shenanigans, it, like, takes up, like, 45 minutes of the show.
2: Yeah, it's the the, so the match slow. goes 35.
0: yeah. Like, we're talking entrances, the post-match shit, everything else. It's It just eats up so much time on the show. Oh, it's excruciating.
4: <laughs> it's so long. <sighs> but
0: again, this is what gets us off to the new generation, you know, with a different era in the world, wrestling entertainment. You know, obviously things are changing in wrestling, just like they would do on this day in wrestling history in 1996. Like I said, I mentioned there was a lot of stuff, right?
2: Oh, boy. Yeah.
0: Now, this one, again, it was tough to find good quality footage of it. You know, I can't understand why there wouldn't be great quality footage of this. Um, but uh, ECW uh, ran a show in Revere, Mass. It was supposed to be The Gangsters taking on Devon Dudley and Axel Rotten. And very uncharacteristically, of Axel Rotten, unable to make the show, he no showed the event. Uh, So they got a a young local wrestler who was there. He didn't act on some local shows uh, with some little people and stuff. He may have cribbed some information about his age, and he may have cribbed some information about who he was uh, trained by. But, you know, we all forget that ECW, even in 1996, you know, on the on the cusp of uh, doing pay-per-view was still kind of a fly-by-night company, you know, and uh, we, we get this famous moment in wrestling history. Let me put the sound on. Oh, hang on, hang on. Don't look, don't look. <laughs> Go back two seconds here. I hear fans say, take it I think that's what it's bad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Immediately
4: the fucking Christ, brother.
0: I think we've seen enough of that. So that match goes on for like another like 10 minutes, right? Uh, so if you don't know, uh, New Jack wants to get Collar on the kids, so... New Jack gigs the kid for him and maybe went a little too far, maybe on purpose, Mm. maybe accidentally there's an RF shoot interview that like, so that footage of that match, you could find not great quality, not whatever. I think the week after that happens, new Jack goes and does a shoot interview with RF where they dissect that footage where, like New Jack watches it and comments on it. I saw it, and you cannot find footage of that anywhere.
2: So, uh, I would love to see that, yeah. So, Joe, you were like deep into ECW at this point, right? Yes, so what was that like? Like, obviously, this is in Massachusetts, so like, I'm gonna assume you weren't there. <laughs> no. um, but, like, what uh, – being someone who followed ECW very regularly, what, what, what was it like? What was the buzz? What was it like being in that moment? Like- well,
0: you know, the the online fan discussion was, you know, exaggerated that New Jack killed a kid at the show, <laughs> right? <laughs> so then, like, some more firsthand accounts come out and people say, like, the kid just got cut open real bad. He was bleeding. There was a riot. There were people screaming to stop the match. New Jack was fighting fans. So, like, everything is crazy, right? The online stuff. And, like, no footage. They didn't talk about house shows on TV, right? Right. But we're a year and change off me going to the ECW arena show and the fire chair incident happening and, like, a fan getting set on fire not six feet in front of me. They just make no mention of it on TV. (laughs) So, in my mind, at, like, 19 years old, I'm like, well, they lit a fan on fire. Like, what's this? You know, it's probably nothing. Speed bump, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't reading the sheets. I was just like online, just like generally online. And, you know, I would learn later from, you know, you're between the sheets doing deep dives on stuff like this and just how crazy things got with this of, you know, different people sending footage of this to the cable companies trying to get the pay-per-view canceled. Um, the, the lone cable company that ended up, and bear in mind, like, we talked about it last week on the show, like, it was November to remember, it was 96, they're setting up the pay-per-view, uh, you know, whenever it's going to be, no date officially announced yet, but it's told that the main event is going to be Sabu versus Taz, right? And then a week later, this happens.
2: Yeah. <laughs> How, so they instantly nuts. found out that he was, like, 17 or whatever, right? um or so and that's the
0: so that's the thing you know you have conflicting stories of stuff where they knew and didn't care or that the kid lied right and you know the it's all wrestling people so you're never going to get the truth
6: yeah right hmm It's just, it's
0: it's like one of those times where, like, there's enough internet out there that enough information can get out to become misinformation. And enough of the people that would be willing to talk about it on the record are notorious liars. (laughs) Right. So it just muddies the whole waters of it. Like, and all we could do is look at this, see what happened, and, like, New Jack, like, zip this kid. And in, like, the three Mississippi that it takes for, like, Jack to let the kid go, the kid to fall down to the canvas and pick his head up, there's a pool of blood underneath him.
2: Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah.
0: And luckily, this would be the last time anything so gruesome would happen in professional wrestling, right?
4: We learned our lesson. They they cleaned it up.
0: Right. (laughs) They got all this junk out of the sport, and now it's squeaky clean and everybody (laughs) could watch it. Uh but there is
4: one last thing.
0: Again, we, we have to talk about our head to head Monday Nitro versus Monday Night Raw. It's a taped Raw. It's a you know, it's a backstage skit heavy thing with the Undertaker trying to embalm Steve Austin. You know, there's like four job squad segments on Raw, you know.
2: There are so many job squad segments on this Raw. <laughs> It's ridiculous,
0: right? Um, over on Nitro, of course, they're setting up Starcade because it's the night after World War Three. Uh, Kevin Nash beats Wrath, uh, who was in the midst of a mini undefeated streak, to set up, you know, him beating Goldberg maybe at Starcade next month in another undefeated streak getting broken. Speaking of Goldberg, Jericho, hot off that program. With Goldberg, that Goldberg had squashed and smeared out, apparently is moving on to bigger and better better things, right? And we always got to play a Jericho segment, even Absolutely. if they have the shitty wrong music on it.
5: Where's Gum? Will somebody call the hair police?
9: That is so... <laughs> <laughs> I can't say anything.
6: <laughs> well, neither can Mike, really, but would you look at that hair? <laughs> I think Gene would even take that
7: hair.
1: <laughs> Ralph is a holic.
6: Fourth <draw> by Ralph. <laughs> oh, great. Designer clothing by <laughs> Ralphus. <laughs> You're right. That hair is like... It's just kind of like sitting there, it's like... Yeah, keep going. It looks like fur. You're so proud of yourself, aren't you? Go ahead, Gene. Oh, look at that. I I can't say too much about a
5: bad hair day, but you look like you just plugged into a light socket somewhere.
6: Chris Jericho. You know you used to look like this in the 60s, Gene Mean. I remember. First of all, I just want (laughs) to say this. I feel a little bit let down, a little bit betrayed by all the Jericho-holics, and I'm going to tell you why. Over the last little while, you people haven't been showing me the respect that I deserve. You haven't been cheering... As loudly as you should, you're forgetting that you're Jericho-holics, and you're forgetting the only reason why I'm your role model is because I am better than each and every one of all of you. One man that has not been paying a lot of respect to you, Mr. Jericho, is
5: the man that challenged you last night in the neighboring Motor City, Bobby Duncombe Jr.
6: Well, Jimmy, that's Uh. another thing. Bobby Dunton Jr. Dunk Duncan. Dun- Duncan. Dun- <laughs> he, this The cowboy was embarrassed by Chris Jericho. He was torn apart, and I told you that that crazy old wizard, Stu Hart, forced me to be a cow- cowboy in my first match. Cowboy Chris Jericho from Casper, Wyoming. I hate cowboys, but I also remember that being a cowboy was kind of fun. And I'm sure I could lasso a dogie, and I could rustle up some vittles just as good as anybody else can. Ooh. No, Rufus. no Thank not you. Rufus. There's a head of security. Get away from
7: him. He's a trained killer. He'll rip you apart. <laughs>
3: that's Rufus. <laughs> no, that's... that's
7: Rufus. That's
5: Rufus. Get away from him. He
7: can't.
5: He'll rip you apart. That is Bobby Duncan Jr. and I believe he's got Rufus. Oh, wait,
2: wait, wait. Gene keeps calling him Rufus.
5: He's <laughs> Random.
2: He's
1: doing a silly oh, bit.
2: Not go
5: that far. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Jericho, go back. Take a look at that. That is not a pretty picture, ladies and gentlemen. Tony, pick it up a bit. Please? All right, all right. Uh, Jericho over it.
3: To... <laughs> oh, keep the tape take over it his head, would you please?
6: Take
5: it easy.
7: That
3: take it easy.
6: Maybe three. Take I tell you, Ralphus is in. angry. Yeah. And yeah. you're we're lucky well, someone is. trying to settle yeah. him down. Yippee-cat, and all that. Ah. That's his dental floss. <laughs> well,
7: oh. <okay. laughs> we're back. <laughs> uh.
3: Ladies and
7: gentlemen, you're looking at the world's biggest Rugrats.
0: <laughs> so this went through the commercial break of Jericho trying to get Ralphus undone.
7: <laughs>
6: Oh. I'm sure he sleeps on that at home, so it doesn't matter. Also, oh, Jericho, when Scott all comes out, just walked away from round. <laughs> uh, there you
0: go. You know what you should do now is go through his pockets. <laughs> so, like, this is the only thing, it, uh, like, you know, there was no Raven segment this week. I checked. Was there a Raven segment? I missed it. There was. It, DJ?
2: Yes, he uh, Canyon comes out to wrestle and his music plays and he doesn't come out and they walk the camera backstage and he's yelling at Raven and he says, like, you have to come out with me and give me the rub. If I don't win this match and you're not out there, it's your fault. He's like, you got to stop blaming your mother for everything. You're 30 years old. (laughs) (laughs) 30. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's also the second Bobby Dunton segment. Uh, of this Nitro
0: <laughs> Oh that's right because he has the, he has a match With Heel Glacier
2: <laughs> He does um, And coincidentally on the Raw That aired the same night uh, Dwayne Gill Beats Christian For the light heavyweight championship And What is it the week after that and we'll probably cover it Next week it's when he becomes Gilberg, Right it's, yeah it's a week or two away He uh, he joins the job squad And then becomes Gilberg, yeah so
0: 25 years ago, this is everything that's going on. Right. You know, and I know they covered a lot of this on between the sheets uh, last week. You know, the stuff that we talked about and everything. But, you know, it's just go so crazy to see what the two companies are doing at this point. Like WCB's houses and stuff are up, but like the shows are really bad. And the-
2: the shots of the arenas though are insane. There's signs wall to wall. Like uh-huh. there's for them being like these shows not being great. There are fans everywhere.
0: Right. And you know the, the the houses for WCW don't fall off for like another like 3 to 4 months. And it's just one of those things where you know we we talk about it with like even modern wrestling and you really can't compare like wrestling from 10 years ago let alone 25 years ago to today but a lot of that is is you know what's going on on TV is going to sell your house six months from now. So, like when the TV right now twenty five years ago is bad, they're playing off six months prior stuff where everybody was hot. And you know jericho
4: con- Jericho mispronouncing Bobby Duncan Jr.'s name is one of like
1: the most underrated Jericho bits ever there's like like, a a saturday night thing isn't there or a sunday power to some shit with it with the same bit
0: right because that's good yeah that and like this is where you know jericho kind of ends up getting demoted to and i think i saw somebody today point out like in his book like this was the weekend of tvs and stuff that like made him think like okay maybe my time is done here you know maybe i need to You know, not re-sign a new deal and look to see what things are going to be in WWE for me, and you know that still wouldn't come for like another almost ten months. Wow, that's
2: unreal. Yeah, Yeah. and we have Bobby Duncombe Jr. Dink Dunton, Bobby Bobby Duncombe, to thank for
3: it. (laughs)
0: But yeah, like I said, a great big busy this day in wrestling history. I love looking at all this stuff, you know, and like I I had my notes. I'd done them earlier in the week. And then like today, it's like more stuff is coming out, more stuff is coming out, more stuff is coming out. I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be such a jam packed segment. But I love it.
2: It is. I actually had two things. Uh, Obviously, I don't have clips, but it's also the anniversary of Jesse Ventura's last WWE appearance in 2009. Oh, okay. And it's the anniversary of Art Bar's death. Yeah. I you know, and
0: obviously eh, that's that's a weird one to talk about, right? Sure. Certainly. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, that was, you know, if, if you believe you know, that, that was him and Eddie hot off of the When Worlds Collide show. Um, you know, that was the WCW joint show with AAA, A, and there was discussion that Paul E was looking to bring in both Eddie and Art Bar to E C W. Yep. Yep. And if Art Bar doesn't pass away, and they come in as a heel act, as opposed to like a baby, like Eddie coming in initially as a baby face, like what does their careers look like? You know, and and even further to think, you know, there we are, like Art Bar died. Here it is, and uh, you know, 1994, and then like right around the same time, 2005, is when Eddie passed away.
2: Yeah. Pretty crazy. I think Dominic Mysterio wore an Art Bar t-shirt the other day.
0: Yeah, people were saying that. Um, You know, kind of reminiscent of when Art Bar did a dark match for WWE as not the juicer, but kind of the juicer. And he wore a Pee Wee Herman shirt, like, (laughs) days after the Pee Wee allegations.
4: (laughs) Good timing. Yeah, that's smart.
0: Yeah. I think that was just them telling me, he's like, yeah, I'm just here to get a pay. I'm, I'm just here to get, like, whatever the TV job guy fee is. <laughs> I'm not worried about getting signed, you know? Uh, so, uh, again, a lot of a lot of history stuff, you know, but uh, on We Need Wrestling, one of my favorite segments, we'll turn it over to DJ. It's time for DJ Google's The Wrestling News, right?
3: Okay,
2: it is. It certainly is. Uh, hold on one second. Doop, 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 doop all right here's the news uh let's see uh from wrestling inc uh why bully ray says he loves truth and pro wrestling i'm not opening that one uh (laughs) he's he cites the miz so i'm double not opening that one uh from se scoops top independent star spotted at wwe performance center uh maddie rinkowski do we know this person i know the name yeah it sounds familiar uh let's see she does a mean girl moniker apparently she's at the nxt tapings so we'll see what happens there literally
1: uh, every woman on the nxt roster does a mean girls gimmick it's <laughs>
2: you <know? laughs> true you're There's not like incorrect. nine of them. <laughs> right but they're they think they just group together or they're all mean for different reasons it's all different adam it's all original material well, uh let's see this is a this is a light uh pro wrestling news sadly uh, let's see. I'm still looking. Will Ospreay signed with AEW? Did anybody hear that one this week? Is that did that make the rounds? What a scoop!
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Breaking news. I mean, I'm on the I'm on page three of pro wrestling news here. Uh, well, uh, I'll throw this out
0: uh, as right. as this shows up in my uh, messages on the CW Seed app. Okay. NWA Power. Is listed as an original digital comedy series.
2: <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. Uh, Justin Credible's returning to GCW. What? What's oh, still God. <laughs> Listen, he's uh, GCW, come on, dude. December 2nd in Hartford, Connecticut. Justin Credible returns to GCW. You heard it here first. <laughs>
0: well, there, there is that story of the of the time when uh, I was 04, it would have been. It was Ring of Honor's debut in, I don't know if it was Hartford, but it was somewhere in Connecticut. And Just Incredible was there as a, as a surprise. And at the time, the newsletters said that Just Incredible's pop in Connecticut was bigger than Jeff Hardy's pop at the Rexplex just weeks prior. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Also in the news, Buff Bagwell apparently arrested for DUI a couple days ago, but Diamond Dallas Page said that he was not arrested and that he is still sober and that it was some sort of uh, punishment was unknown. It was a court appearance and he had, I don't know, I don't understand Diamond Dallas Page's logic on any of this. this is
0: at least the third story in the last like rolling 12 months of buff bagwell getting arrested for a dui but no no it was just him being charged on a prior offense right he's clean and everything's okay but like why are there three happening and why are they like you know, old offenses, and I get, you know, COVID kind of delays the processing, things like this, and I'll give you one, maybe two, but I vividly remember three, like, this year.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, uh, the, best, the best thing is that Buff is a listener of the show and a frequent voicemail caller, so he could always call and set the record straight.
2: That's know? true. I hope he does Defend this yourself. week. yourself, Yep. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing here apparently the pwi tag team 100 is out uh and uh if anybody cares ftr is number one again so there you go
1: <laughs> did they forget know, like
3: i'm sure i'm sure
2: will tell you about it uh number two is aussie open and they've been on the shelf for a little <gasps> while
0: <laughs> well you <laughs> like you know how it works like they're their period that they grade from is like August of oh, like of 22 to August of 23 or like whatever like that weird 12 months that they look at is. Yeah. And I, I guess it was because like Aussie Open were probably like the Ring of Honor tag team
2: champions at the time. So that's um, why they got yeah. number two. You know. That's true. I, so any of your normal other ones here, Sami Zayn and Kevin, o, Kevin Owens, Bishamon from New Japan, Motor City Machine Guns, uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay, The Acclaimed. Judgment Day, Damage Control, but for Brett and I specifically, Adam too, because I know you're the expert in Japanese wrestling, but in the number 10 spot is 7-Up, the team of Nene Takahashi and Stan Hansen's favorite female wrestler, you.
1: Oh, Uh, Nene Takahashi and you. You beat me to it. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh
2: (laughs) Adam, thank you for letting DJ have the floor there. I appreciate appreciate you letting me get that over. Uh, uh, it's it's all good. I want to get your spots in, you know? <laughs> right. I appreciate it. Uh and that's as far as I'm concerned, that's the news. I, I know with
0: the announcement of uh FTR being the number one team in the PWI, I know Bald put up a list that he changed like six or seven times of the top ten tag teams, in his opinion. Um and he kept like changing the list and changing the order and taking people off and adding mm. people. And, again, you know, maybe we'll be, I don't know, who knows, maybe Bald will come up, but he put Midnight Express as number one. I definitely try to, I definitely think trying to curry the favor of somebody who who he loves and was maybe negative to him this past week. Oh, what did Stan Lane do? No, not Stan, well, besides be the only wrestler trained by Ric Flair, Stan Lane didn't do
3: anything.
1: Um. My my favorite thing that Bald did this week was when he showed that horrific picture of his disfigured and scarred forehead on the airplane and just being oh, yeah. like, nobody knows what it's like, what we go through. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Top that's, from that, that's, that's from that
0: video game wrestling that he's forced at gun and well not gunpoint. His his partner's forcing other people at <laughs> gunpoint to do things. But it's that <laughs> video game wrestling that Tony Khan at knife point forces him to do on a weekly basis against his will, according to Jim Cornette. So Ugh. that's that's what you end up looking like. You have like a little scrape on your nose and a right. and a, a, a boo boo on your noggin.
2: Right. But at <sighs> gunpoint, they mean Billy Gunn's kids. That's the <laughs> Send them around to muscle people over. Exactly.
0: Uh, so, hey, we're already kind of into it. Let's. Uh, what, do, what do we want to talk about that happened in wrestling this last week? Uh, under normal circumstances, I would let our guests uh, go first. But, you know, I think this
1: time I'll let Adam start things off. Oh, see, uh, you got me confused by your silly little bit. You should have rang your bell, Joe. Uh, you know what? I, I'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> All I'm going to talk about is AEW from the pay-per-view and the Continental Classic Tournament, and I feel like that's something that our guests want to talk about, so I want to defer to those guys. It's Brett and DJ. All
4: right. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, dude, Swerve and Hangman is the coolest thing I think I've ever seen uh, from oh, Full so cool. Gear. Dude. He's so cool. I've st- I've gone back and watched that match. I watched it 3 times this week. Um I'm still not over the part where Hangman grabs Swerve by the head and purposefully bleeds like bleed swerves blood into his mouth and then triple h spit misses it <laughs> it's one of the fucking craziest things i've ever seen in my life that- when it when it happened i screamed because i didn't know what the fuck was going on um, wrestling co- is so cool and <laughs> uh, don't be
1: a baby <laughs> yeah that was going to be the show image this week if we didn't uh if joe didn't slide into my dms earlier with what we ended up with but oh man swerve is awesome and can oh, i get off top so slightly crazy. off topic do you see the the clip going around of swerve at the rams game this past weekend amazing oh yes. so perfect <laughs> They're playing the who's house. <laughs> and he's just getting frustrated
2: every time. It was so good. And people quote unquote people got mad that he wasn't selling his injuries at the game. Oh Fuck my God. Off. What people like other you know, than Cornette? You know what people Adam? <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, that's sort of taken the wrestling world by storm. And there are a lot of people that said it was a bridge too far. There are some people, i.e., myself, that says that the bridge is not completed yet. It has a little bit (laughs) of ways to go. Uh, It is uh, still. I haven't rewatched it, but I I haven't stopped thinking about it. Um, I just am completely in love with that match. Completely in love that they let it happen, uh, and uh, just it's it's going to be around in the next month when we talk about it for the end of the year and stuff. But like, I I don't. I mean. when we watched it we were all watching it together when we finished watching it i was like that's the best match in aew history and i don't know that my mind has been changed
0: and all of our consensus watching it live was very similar to like a majority of folks online was like how can anything follow that they should just end the pay-per-view right after that and there was still two more matches left to go and You know, and we could kind of get into some of that here as well, but, you know, that was an all-timer. That is going to be a match that's talked about, you know, for years, should be talked about positively, um, you know, where people will say that some of the creative into that was a little shaky, nitpicking it to death, and that's just the way that culture is in 2023. Um, People were divided on the home invasion angle sort of thing, but when you have guys like Hangman and have guys like Swerve who, you know, maybe get an idea that sounds good when it's pitched and then maybe the execution isn't the best, I feel as though they made it all work. They tied everything together and it was something as simple as, you know, Hangman taking the pictures off of the fridge and stapling them to Swerve's face. Is that an extreme? Is that a very far line to cross? Sure, but sometimes you gotta cross a line to sell a blood feud in professional wrestling, right? If they went out there and did arm bars and it started with a lockup, right? We'd all cry bullshit. And people, they went out and they did this and it was two guys legitimately trying to kill each other. And some people called bullshit. You can't make everyone happy when it comes to professional wrestling. But I can't imagine the person who watches this match and not being happy. I feel like anybody who
1: watched... Anybody who of watched course. that and didn't like it isn't the target audience anyways. It was people that were hate watching it and looking for something to dislike to go online and be like, you oh, know, this is what's wrong with wrestling. You know,
4: Dude, even the way the match started, like hangman, not waiting for an entrance, like just hitting the ring, double leg, punching in the face. Like that's the way this shit needs to go. Uh, you know there's so many like different images like swerve, just stapling himself and laughing while just bleeding everywhere. Um, the the barbed wire that gets wrapped around like Hangman's head and face when he's sitting um, opposite way like on the top the top rope was fucking crazy the glass spot was nuts like right ah. and, like, you know
0: they, they bring out the bag and like everyone's like oh it's gonna be taxed I'm like no man that's got to be glass and it's glass and he does the, the the dive off the top onto the glass on the Hangman just crazy shit in this match and I loved every second of it
2: right and I don't even like, there's oh, nothing so in this true. match, like, there, nothing in this match is the most dangerous thing done on this show. And that's one of the points that I, I, I like, sort of thought when the show was over. I was like, not that this match was tame in any way, but the most dangerous maneuver in this whole show was two matches later. So.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I think we can get into that. Uh, if we're done with anyone else have anything about Hangman
1: Swerve. I'll the just match. say put all the belts on swerve please that's all
4: dude like so i I hate like going back and like looking through my old tweets or whatever just be like "Mm, when did i say this about swerve (laughs) but like it was like may of 22 like i had a tweet where i'm like yo swerve's the guy like like push him
1: let's go like enough fucking around uh if i i still feel that way if I was wearing glasses right now, I'd push them up and I'd be like, well, Brett, when uh, when Swerve was in Hit Row, I went on this show and put him in the likes. So, uh... <laughs> Well, oh, you were hardy, just doing hard that hard because hard.
0: you were trying to curry favor with Dollar King or whatever the fuck his name is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still cultivating that relationship, but go ahead. Shout out, cousin Tahuti. <laughs> <laughs> there was right before
0: they got let go when uh, 2.0 were ever rise still in NXT and it looked like they were like brewing something with them and hit row again Matt Menard Daddy Magic whatever the hell he would always call him Dollar King as opposed to Top Dollar so that's just stuck in my head and it will always be Dollar King to me (laughs) And because, again, you have to imagine it in that daddy magic, Matt Menard, you know, Shane Matthews over the top voice of him incredulously saying Dollar King. And that's what's in my head.
2: Didn't uh, B. Fab just get her first action figure, too? I think she got a basic coming out or something. So did Top Dollar. There you go. Yeah. yeah they talked yeah, on so the uh, Cousin
1: Sahuti. Hmm they talked on the major pod about top dollar signing on the cardboard of his figure instead of the, the bubble Ew. with Shameful. a Sharpie. first Fucking time. Rook. It was the first time anybody ever asked him for an autograph
2: and got him a break. I
0: was going to say, who does he think he is? Gangrel.
1: Yeah. Oh. And a, his autograph made Wheeler Yudas look like fancy calligraphy. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we talked about,
0: the pay-per-view, I thought Full Gear was a really good show, top to bottom. Could have, should have, would have culminated with the Swerve and Hangman match. But again, as we mentioned, there was two more matches left to go. One was the Young Bucks versus the tag team name that I won't say, but it's Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in here with a uh, controversial take. This was a really good match, and I liked it a lot. Going into this not caring whatsoever about any of the participants in this match, I think they did as good as a job as you possibly could in following what had just come before it. And I'm taking away Jericho getting a little nick on his arm after Matt Jackson brushed his foot against the steps to cause the laceration. I'm taking away the temper tantrum that the Bucks throw at the end of the match.
2: Bell to bell, it was a really good match. Uh, it was it just suffers from having to follow what's going to be an all-timer um right. you know so it took that at least for me uh of the few minutes for me to recover before i was even willing to look up at my television <laughs> for anything else uh, but it was a good match yes
4: yeah it was uh it was good i i agree with you dj like definitely was was taking a bit to recover to actually watch it and uh, i was trying to talk myself out of bumming a cigarette off of adam for the whole match <laughs> uh because that's how i felt after swerve hangman um but yeah i mean you know it, it was i look at it as uh maybe jericho i don't know maybe jericho told them to like tone down the superkick spam shit i, I don't know he plays into that shit too but yeah like it, it was okay
1: I feel bad because I didn't pay attention to one second of that match just because of what you guys just said. It was you're coming down from this huge high and it's a match that like i going into it. I didn't give a shit about. So they would have had to have worked super hard to get me invested in it. And much like you guys, I'm like, okay, let's... I'm on Twitter. I'm in the Discord. I went outside and ripped a heater. I'm like, this is all the breaks I needed (laughs) before we get into figuring out what the hell they're going to do to fix the main event. Yeah.
2: I I expected Jericho to see the match, the Swim Hangman match, and then tell everybody, like, listen, we got to do as much as we can to top that. And so I expected an overworking Jericho where he's going to come out and try and do too much that he still can't do. And he didn't, uh, you know, not that Jericho is, is perfect in this match or anything. Um, but they just came out and had a match that they would have no matter who they were following. And I wasn't really expecting that. I thought they were going to try and be like, well, we'll show you how, what we can do. And they just had a really good match.
1: I, I'm curious, like from a kayfabe standpoint, obviously the uh, you know Omega and Jericho won. And uh, I wonder if Brett and DJ could let me know how the Bucks felt after that match.
2: Uh, well, they were smashing chairs because they were mad. We're so <laughs> mad. <laughs> we're mad. And now we're taking time away from wrestling because we're mad.
1: Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, at least they're leaving. Yeah. Hey, I've been fucking lobbying for that for weeks and they finally
2: listened. You know what? You're right. Yeah, and from a not from not from a standpoint of someone who strongly dislikes the Bucks like I do, but like somebody who is a little overexposed on TV can really benefit from taking a few weeks to months off of television. Nothing wrong with that. But they're mad. We say this,
0: you know, I we say this all the time on the show with as big as the AE uh, the AEW roster is, Like outside of whoever the champions are, uh, there's no reason that a good chunk of that roster should not be like on a nine month rolling schedule. You know, obviously plans can change if something's working or somebody gets hurt and needs to be a replacement, but just to kind of keep guys fresh and, you know, give them that break off TV where. You know, you phase them out in a program and then they come back three months later, kind of rejuvenated, you know, they get that return pop with a new storyline, a new something, you know, there's no reason they couldn't, shouldn't do that. It's not like they got to worry about being on the house shows, you know, granted, they do have five hours of TV a week and they have more pay-per-views in the schedule, but they have such a big roster like there's no reason that like guys like the bucks shouldn't take the time off that they are and listen you know storyline wise whatever must be nice to be an EVP and get to call your shot and take the holidays off and probably still get paid a nice chunk a chunk of change after they just renegotiated a few months ago must be nice not having to travel and spend time with your family over this um But again, if I could do it, I'd do it too. And they're doing it, right? You know, my opinion on them is, you know, below low. Um, but again, you know, if they're going to end up being happy and I don't have to see them for at least a month and a half. But then I worry leading up to the pay per view, there was the bit of them, whatever Jackson it was, on their Instagram where people were like, no, I'm not really feeling this match. And the, Insta, the, the Jackson replies like, well, what did you want us to do? Not be on the pay-per-view? <laughs> yeah. Take a yep. pay-per-view off, guys. You know what? Take yep. two. Take two pay-per-views off. You don't need to get something thrown together. It's not – and again, I don't know what their contract statuses are. And I don't know if speculation about other people's contracts are going to come up either. Um, mm. But um, I don't know if they get like a bonus for being on pay-per-views, if they're just getting a flat fee of whatever it is. And that they like, well, we don't work the pay-per-views. We're not meeting our downsides. I don't know what their contract status is, but take two pay-per-views off. I say take three. You know what? (laughs) Take 2024 off.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Come come back fresh in 25, boys. You know what?
0: 26. (laughs) Really fresh
2: enough. (laughs) Let them have a long, hard think about if this is what they really want to continue doing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Get some uh, follicle restoration process done. <laughs> there you go. Let those plugs set, you know?
0: And then we have the main event. For the world title, according to the graphic, the person who was holding the belt in Switchblade J. White against Adam Cole. And they didn't deliver on the advertised match. I saw the graphic. I saw <laughs> the announcement from Tony Khan. And then all of a sudden, MJF just shows up in this match out of nowhere. I didn't watch the pre-show, so I don't really know how any of this happened. Um, But then, you know, controversial opinion, MJF and Jay White proceed to go have a really good match, right? Uh, MJF looks good in the match for someone who's selling a fake injury. uh, Switchblade, uh, you know, is working as hard as he has and every single thing that he's done in AEW, creative be damned, and As good as this match was, no one will remember how good this match was. They'll just remember the 19 fucking gimmicks and teases and ambulance thing and fake outs and the ring and the belt and the crutch and the interference. And is the devil going to show up and all this other shit, which sadly is going to take away from the quality of this match.
1: So obviously we're all watching this together and we're trying to figure out a way to logic a conclusion to this match. We're like, okay, if Cole actually wrestles or if like Switchblade, if he just lays down and Cole lays on top of him, does that mean Adam Cole's the, the champion? No, no, no. He's defending it on behalf of MGF. So MGF's still the champ. So we're trying to figure out like, okay, does Adam Cole, is he owed a rematch from Max that we forgot about? So there's there was no logical way to have this end where it made sense. So I feel like the whole thing from a storyline standpoint was very disappointing. I think I I left that match with the same feeling that Brett and DJ might have, where we're like, okay. A beaten and battered and one-legged MJF just beats uh, the guns and, uh, like, an undefeated Switchblade in one night. So what does that do to Switchblade from, a, like, a, a credibility standpoint that a barely mobile MJF was able to beat them? So I was very disappointed in that.
3: Yeah. yeah uh, oh, go, ahead.
4: go ahead, dude. No, go ahead, no, All you, buddy. Go ahead all right um yeah i mean i definitely you know can see that I, I know some people kind of countered that point with oh well jay white he's the chicken shit heel uh you know once he got the ring with mjf mjf's gonna kill him whatever um you know i'll go back to the beginning of this match and joe at the at, after the pay-per-view you made a really good point when you said if if i'm switchblade and i go oh wait a minute the advertised match is me and adam cole i'm not changing it now like don't make him look like a stupid bad guy you know just no why am i going to change it this is the match right this is what's official there's the graphic why would i change this um i understand it's wrestling and y- you know there you could do whatever you want but uh it does make him kind of look like well why didn't you just stick to the match that showed? Um but yeah, it, it's tough with Switchblade. Um and this kind of ties in a little bit to the Continental Classic, where uh do you have Switchblade like go on a like a run for revenge or like kind of like, hey, thanks for thanks for playing in MJF's playground, buddy. Uh here's here's three belts, you know, um, to kind of build him back up. Because I do agree, coming out of it, he just he looks Worse for wear for sure.
2: Yeah. So it's hard, right? So wrestling, um, always asks you to suspend your disbelief, right? In almost every aspect of wrestling, you have to do some level of suspending your disbelief. Uh, and I also understand that wrestling, it, it, the storylines are never officially over, right? Uh, the Wrestling has to continue on and there's no off-season. So stories will always loop in and out and continue. But the story that they gave us on this pay-per-view regarding Max and Adam and uh, Switchblade feels incomplete at the end of this one particular night. And not incomplete and in like, oh, well, I can't wait to see what they do next, but like a there should have been something else
1: yeah, because I felt like we were going to get some kind of like reveal or something with Adam Cole being there.
2: Right. And so, you know, I can even look past MJF. Oh, he got hurt in the beginning. It's just, you know, and he, you know, but he still beats Jay White. He still pulls out the come from behind babyface victory with an injury. Right. But you're dealing with a guy who had a match earlier and he goes to the hospital with a hospital level injury. Uh, and then it just, I, I don't like where it leaves Jay white, uh, at the end of the day. Uh, and now with, with juice hurt, I think that that leaves, you know, them even in a, in a weirder spot. Um, but it just, it still feels incomplete to me. The match was very good. Uh, you know, I, I, I was also a little took me back to get into this a little bit because I was like, oh, come on. Like, what are we doing? Like, Max is really going to do this. Like, J. White should have just grabbed a knee bar and ended the match. There's no reason why Jay White reasonably in a storytelling wrestling match doesn't just grab a leg and work it until till Max gives up. Uh, but you have to let them tell the story they're telling. And I did. And it just doesn't. It, it seems like they missed something. Or, you know, they had a plan and the very end of it got scratched off. I have no idea. But the match was – I liked the match a lot.
0: Now, there was rumors flown around, and it's unsubstantiated. Really, all we could comment on is what we saw on TV and how everything kind of played out, right? But there was rumors online that the idea was going to be that it was going to be Roderick Strong that was going to step in for Max to show that, like – He's Adam Cole's friend and, you know, his intentions have been pure this whole time. And then Max makes the return. But obviously on collision the night before in the match with Action Andretti, Roddy fucks up his neck again or takes a bad spill or whatever it was. So they didn't want to risk that. But even still, depending on how bad that injury was with Roddy, that he's still on TV on Wednesday, you could still have Roddy be the one that comes out and say, I'll do it. Or like Adam's, like we could sit here and rebook it all together. But what I could say is, is just what ended up happening. DJ, that's perfect. That it was incomplete. Match is good. The deal where uh, and Max is going to do the table spot on the outside of the table immediately crumbles. And Max still goes to the top rope and still does the elbow off the top rope straight to the floor with like nothing yep. to break his fall with the table or anything. Which was a ridiculous spot, like a maniac behavior. That's the
2: most dangerous thing done on this entire show.
0: Yeah, dangerous to the person doing the move and taking the move.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that
4: shit made Mick Foley blush.
0: (laughs) So, did you guys watch The Presser afterwards as well?
4: I did. Yes.
0: Okay, so... I want to point out, and okay, so um, I want to say Chris Zellner mentioned Between the Sheets before. Um, Chris ended up, you know, he was watching his college football, you know, that's a dead-end street. So he ended up watching the pay-per-view, spoiler-free, like, the next day. And he had remarked that, like, I get what they were going for. Like, it was supposed to be the homage to the Sting-Rick-Rude angle from the Clash of Champions. But... Sting lost that match in five minutes when he came back from the hospital.
4: ah uh-huh, right? there you go.
0: Right. So, like, I get what they're going for, but to put in Max as, like, this, like, I get he's a babyface, and I get that he takes shortcuts, and I get that he's our scumbag and stuff, but, you know, taking out three guys by himself on one leg, and then he goes to the presser, and he's talking about how he was backstage at Gorilla watching Swerve and Hangman. When he was supposed to be at the hospital, yep. selling the injury. Okay. Now, again, I- I'm going to be very careful here, um, only because that just he just wrestled a lot match. I know Max is heavily involved in his own creative, and is Max, um, is Max self aware enough to realize that? the creative for that part of the storyline at full gear did not work. I don't know. Okay. But you could definitely tell that he was very emotionally affected by what happened. And he's a young kid. He's 27 years old. He's the champion of a promotion, a promotion that's going through a lot of growing pains right now. That's had a lot of changes in the last three months. Thanks, Phil. Mm. And <laughs> M- Max, Max, is not the only one who's publicly talked um, on social media and in interviews and then part of his TV character. And this is where we kind of blur the line a little bit because he says, I'm not a character. What you see is what you get. But what we've seen out of Max, if you look at what Max has done over the year on TV, none of it lines up properly, right? It's all over the place. So... I don't know what Max's mental diagnosis is. I don't know, you know, whatever that is, but it definitely felt like at the at the press conference he was having an issue. You know, and I I would never want to like contribute to someone going through something like that. Um but if he's not able to handle this sort of pressure for his own mental well-being and health, maybe You know, he should be self um, aware enough to be like, hey, maybe it's time to wrap this up for a little bit. And I take some time off to deal with whatever I'm dealing with or for Tony Khan to step in and say, like, hey, we need to work something out because, like, you know, maybe you're not able to handle this right now. And, like, I'm not doing this as a punishment, but I'm doing this for your betterment. I don't know. I'm not close with those people. I can only see what I see on TV And if Max is telling us that everything that he does is real, he definitely looked like someone who was having a nervous breakdown Saturday night. And I don't know. I I, I don't, I know Max don't listen to this goddamn show. Um, but I hope he's okay. And I hope he's dealing with whatever he's going through.
4: Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Like I like Max. I like most of his work. Um, and I agree, like the last couple months he's i feel like he's been a bit gotten to online with yeah. his work, um you know, especially like I remember him saying, "I've gotta be better after like the jay white tofu shit bombed um you know, and he didn't used to do that, so uh hopefully everything's all right with him um you know, in ring his matches this year have been better than he's ever been. I mean he's crushed it for like for sure. But, you know, maybe put down Twitter every now and again and don't just read into what every critic of yours is saying a little bit. Um, you're, listen, you're not going to please everybody. There's people that they love Max and everything he does. And then flip with the coin, there's people that hate him and everything he does. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I do agree, though. I have seen like a bit of a change in
2: him personality-wise. Mm-hmm. So do you think that he takes it personally when people uh sort of speak out and, or, and attack the wwe light side of aew because a lot of that stuff could be translated to being the mjf stuff especially that pay-per-view with you know the switcheroos and all the stuff they piled into that match it's it, you know his his segments are very sort of wwe referencing wwe inspired Do you think that Max is a person, even when it's not directed at him, sort of shoulders some of that like, oh, they're talking about me when they mentioned the WWE side of AEW?
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know if it was me and it was something that I put out there um that you know i i put my creative thing into and it's one thing to be a creative person and tell other people to go out and do x y and z but it's another thing for you to be the performer to have your own hand in creative and to go out there and in your mind like this is what i imagined happening i'm going to go out there and do it in my mind i hit a home run and then the online discourse is overwhelmingly negative. And I'll, and I'll go and I'll just say this one step further. The online discourse is over overwhelmingly negative. Max is still getting great reactions in front of those live crowds. Absolutely. He's still super over. Right. Now, pay-per-view was a huge crowd. TVs haven't been huge crowds lately. But it doesn't matter the size of the crowd. We were there live a couple weeks ago in Philly. Max is super over to that live crowd, Right. No and you could certainly brush aside online criticism and just say it's a small sampling, it's a it's only a couple people, you know, it's less than the people that come to the attendances, Mother's Basement, Neckbeard, Incel, all stuff that Max has said, both as an on-screen character and on Twitter and in interviews – But you can only say that for so long before it really starts to get to you.
2: Right. And and the thing with Max and and Brett had said this, uh, so I agree with him, but like uh, his matches are always really good. Like, and he said, Max says it himself, bell to bell. That guy delivers. He delivers better than I thought he could. You know Um, He probably he he delivers in that ring better than someone his age probably should. Right. I think in in those ropes, he's better than you would expect
0: for a guy whose character is I don't like to and I don't want to wrestle. Right. When he does wrestle, he's really fucking good at it.
2: Right. Uh, but then he cuts these live promos where he talks about the tofu thing and whatever else. And then, he, like, this week he brought up his The mom, Google
0: Trends bullshit. The Google Trends. He,
2: he brought up his mom's diaphragm.
1: Copping head from an alligator. Right. Dude, like, what the fuck is that?
2: So, <laughs> like, I, he's very uneven in his game, but like, when he wrestles, I'm like, this guy's cool. Like, he's really good. And then he knocks himself down a peg for me every time he opens his mouth on a live thing.
1: So I I definitely feel like he's accomplished enough as champion. Like as you guys said, like, you know, he had the Iron Man match, he had this match, he's had every type of match, he's had the longest reign, he's had a very good reign. And as Joe said, maybe it's time to for the for the sake of everybody to to put an end to it. I'm gonna ask you guys, would you All biases aside, would you like to see Samoa Joe win it if that meant, hold on, (laughs) if that meant that there was no satisfactory conclusion to the devil stuff? Yes.
4: Uh, I'll say yes as well. Um, I feel like if Adam Cole is as as hurt as people are saying he is, he's not going to be ready to wrestle maybe, I don't know early summer 2024 and like do you really want to keep it going that long
1: Yeah,
2: yeah i i'm saying yes also uh one because samoa joe is arguably the most consistent professional wrestler over the last 20 plus years um and two most consistent most believable most
0: in a clutch you know, it, and I don't mean the Kokina one, but like <laughs> when you need him to to deliver on any level at any time, he does above and beyond. Never right. has Samoan Joe not been in a situation where he hasn't delivered and made you believe and gotten that entire crowd into the match.
2: Right. Absolutely. And and with with Max now and you run into this problem across the board right when a long title run happens how do you believably end it right they're looking at that with Roman they've been fighting that back and forth for how long you know max is getting to that point because in this pay-per-view he wrestled two matches the and the world title match on one leg who can beat him he's he's wrestled two on one matches in one he's wrestled on on one leg in one so who can believably beat him Uh, And I think without any sort of storyline needed, Samoa Joe, right? I mean, nobody's going to be like, oh, Samoa Joe couldn't actually beat MJF. Of course, Samoa Joe could beat MJF any day. So, like, I think if you're going to get out of it, if MJF's hip is as bad as he is sort of signaling that it is from that elbow drop, uh, I don't think anybody, or at least anybody who matters, questions Joe beating him here uh, just because they have to do something to get to move on, Coles out, all that sort of stuff.
1: And they can still like if Samoa Joe wins this, they can still have the devil torment MJF through backstage promos and shit like that, too. You know, but when Samoa Joe said, like, you're my property and like you're under my protection (laughs) like because I want the best version of you when I beat you. It's like, yes, we hear this stuff before, but never quite the same way. And me like in 2023 being like, yeah, I believe him. Like, uh, everything he says, <laughs> like, uh, yes, sir, <laughs> I will not say anything bad about you because you are so goddamn credible, as you guys said.
0: Yeah. Right. Joe is, like, the realest motherfucker on TV.
2: Right. Yeah. I, I was know- explaining to Michelle. I said, like, to me, Samoa Joe holds the two best independent wrestling matches of all time. Just lends to the legend.
0: The match with uh, Kawada, right?
2: or With, with Kobashi, yes. Kobashi. Yeah, Kobashi, Kobashi, and (laughs) Necro Butcher.
0: Okay, because like when you said two, and I'm like, I don't know. The first match with Low Key in 2002 was really good. The cage match with Jay Briscoe at the Rexplex is really good. It is really good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But like legendary matches, and like uh, and again, yes, the match with uh, Kobashi and the match with Necro Butcher you could not find two more different matches if you tried. Right. And Joe had those matches within like the same 12 month like period. Right.
4: Hey, Hey, those, the, the trilogy with Phil's real good too, guys. It's very good.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. and, that, and that's the thing about Samoa Joe is that you can lay out his entire career. And every two weeks he has like the best match of the Indies. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's just 100%. that good. He's just that good.
1: It's it's just a shame that WWE told me that he's washed and he's injury prone and he shouldn't be uh, on television anymore. That's yeah, a different WWE when
0: they let Joe slip through their fingers four years ago, or whatever the hell that was, or three yeah. years ago. You know,
1: good thing they never do that with like Swerve or no. any other people, <laughs> like the other dozen or so people <laughs> you can make.
0: I I bet yeah, I'd be willing to bet that. WWE now, you know, within the last like month, uh especially with whatever regime changes you want to believe are going on at WWE, if Vince really is gone, or whatever, that I bet you they're kicking themselves that they lost Swerve.
2: They have to. Abs- Absolutely. They, I, yeah, for sure. Well, and he was one of the ones that like Tony Khan flipped out about getting tampered with, right? They reached back yeah. out. Yeah. Yep. So. There was the rumors of that. Yeah. Allegedly. Right. So. Uh, that guy, uh, we can all agree he's he is the coolest. End of the day, Swerve should be next up uh, in any position, yep. except okay. for the except for the Western Triple
1: Crown. <laughs> I was gonna say Swerve or Samoa Joe as your next AEW champion, and you have to pick one, and it can't be the other one's gonna win it like two months later.
2: Mm,
1: Joe is next.
2: Yeah, it's tough because Joe's already lined up, so I would yeah. say Joe is next um so
4: my my thought was swerve like max somehow beats joe swerve beats max for the title at revolution i believe is in march uh and then the foregone conclusion I, i feel like a lot of people are saying osprey's gonna win that belt at uh wembley next year like a main event of swerve osprey at wembley that'd be pretty fucking good
0: I wouldn't doubt, like, I'm so sure of that happening, like, I wouldn't doubt that that wasn't part of Osprey's contract, that he's yeah. main event of that show, and again, right. to, to draw this parallel, like, when Sid signed WWF in 1991, <laughs> part of his contract was he was main eventing the next WrestleMania with Hulk Hogan.
2: Damn right. 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 And, so, and, and they needed to do something to drag Swerve away from that lucrative NXT offer he was getting or Osprey from that lucrative <laughs> NXT offer he was getting a yes. player coach. Right. Four <laughs> and a half million dollars a year. Right. And AJ Styles <laughs> was going to teach him how to slow down.
1: Oh somebody, god. Somebody fire up the NXT random name generator and figure out what Will Ospreay's NXT name was going to be. Oh so but hmm,
0: I think Osprey carries enough cachet that he could have got away with not getting his name fucked with.
1: Maybe, but then they weren't they flirting with the idea of like trying to change Jade Cargill's name? I get it, she's not Will Osprey, but I
0: don't that, know. That I don't know. Like Jade Cargill, I felt like, was a wholly formed person. And listen, Jade Cargill... Will Ospreay, these are not Brian Pillman Jr.'s. Right.
1: <laughs> oh, well, what don't, is. Don't, don't get me started. I, I was working on some production this week, and uh, there might have been some jingle sent your way, Joe, and there was no Lexus King on this week's NXT. I'm
3: very <laughs> fucking sad.
1: There was. There was. There was King. I can see it. He interfered uh, in the match with uh, Trick, well, he Well, he came out and caused a distraction. Oh, I was looking for like either a match or a vignette or a no,
0: match no, no, no. He just came out in the entrance way, caused a distraction, and caused Trick Williams to lose, Carmelo Hayes to lose, somebody. like somebody from
2: that grouping to lose to Brooks Jensen. That Are these people—that that sounds made up. <laughs> it's definitely one of the guys in the blue jeans, and I think it was Carmelo Hayes. I saw okay. the clip. Oh, I
1: don't watch I NXT so, anymore. I'm, I'm mad that I missed that now. But uh how is his beard? Did his hair look great too?
0: Well, I sent you that picture that he put up <laughs> on social media.
3: Uh,
1: all right, stay tuned. Uh we'll be maybe more on this next week, but
0: <laughs> uh so listen, uh, you know, you guys mentioned the uh, Continental Classic and you know, my thoughts and my feelings on it have changed from the time that it got announced to the time that we got our first couple names announced for it to the time that Eddie decided I'm going to put all the fucking belts on the line in it to the time that the full field got announced. Um, I, I think Brett and DJ and the Discord kind of worked everyone into a shoot that it's going to be Mox and Kingston in the finals, which makes a lot of sense. Right. Um, you know, there was a time when I was thinking it was going to be Daniel Garcia, you know, but outside of like Jay lethal and Brody King, not a knock on Brody King. Like technically I would not be upset with any of the other 10 people winning this thing.
4: I agree. Uh, you know, Jay lethal is the only one for me that I I'm, I'm all set over here, brother. Uh, but yeah, this is such like a cool stacked tournament. Um, you know, showing the matches that they did last night. Um, I definitely thought Jay lethal was going to beat swerve because they, they tried to hammer home the point like swerve had this brutal match just a few days ago and then swerve just jumps jay lethal anyway um (laughs) but that that moxley and mark briscoe match was fucking awesome um even uh switchblade and roosh was awesome like so it's a good start to the tournament and yeah like i don't think i'll be mad at anybody winning you know i just don't want jay lethal
1: that's all (laughs) yeah i'm just sad that like we have a very low chance of Eddie Kingston retaining his two belts. You know, like, we, we could say, okay, it, it'll be great if Eddie Kingston goes to this tournament and wins it, but as you guys pointed out, there's a lot of really good names in there. You know, Danielson, Claudio, Switchblade, you know, Swerve, like, all those people that we would be fine with winning the tournament, but if they win it, that means Eddie loses the Ring of Honor title, and he loses the New Japan Strong title, and, like, in that, it's kind of sad.
2: Right. So uh, you know, I, I will agree with you guys, like anybody other than Lethal, I'm not gonna be upset about. My heart is yeah. set on Eddie. Uh, you know, uh we talk about it on our show all the time, like Eddie and I share the almost exact same favorite wrestlers, right? Terry Funk and the Four Pillars. So uh knowing the triple crown being my favorite belt in all Japan the the prospect of Eddie Kingston being able to hold a triple crown though even though it's the western quote unquote triple crown i think is too good of an opportunity to pass up uh, especially Wrestle Kingdom coming up, I think there's a lot of office dynamics. And uh, Eddie said this in the 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 announcement thing when they did the thing on YouTube with Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone. Eddie was like, "You got to Tony, you got to clarify these things." I've been getting a lot of calls from a lot of different offices about how I didn't explain what was happening the right way. Um, so there's a lot of politicking under who New Japan is going to want to be their strong champion because you are a champion in all three when you have these belts right technically, i want yes technically i want eddie to have a match as champion at, at wrestle kingdom i want eddie to, to wrestle in the dome in front of the, in a full tokyo dome uh, that is personal preference um, but i think there's a really good case for it i think him mox is a really good case because we've never officially paid off mox siding with claudio yep and so there the case is there, and Eddie never lets anything drop. So like that will be fresh in his mind again, and it will be a crazy cool match in New York, uh, on the pay-per-view. That being said, even though my heart is almost in every situation backed behind Eddie, uh, there is even Lethal, I don't want Lethal to win, but like Lethal's not a schlub. Lethal will put on some really good matches. Um I had a conversation with a guy this week on Twitter while Dynamite was happening, and I tried to be – I don't know who he is. I tried to be as nice as possible to him because it was through our show Twitter at Weedie Wrestling, and um, he was like, Tony Khan lied to me. He said there were, this was the biggest tournament ever, and there would be 12 stars in this tournament. And he's like, and they're not all 12 stars. Garcia's a a joke. And this guy, why not have Jericho and Wardlow and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and he goes, and and Tony Khan said, this is going to be the best tournament ever. And it's not going to be that. And I'm like, brother, hyperbole, right? You want Tony Khan to come out on TV and be like, "Uh, it's like 80, 20 stars to shitheads. Like, (laughs) (laughs) what do you expect? Uh, you know, and I, I like everybody, I don't have a real problem other than, and again, I keep saying other than lethal, but like, I don't have a problem with anybody in here. I think this is one of the best stacked tournaments we've seen. Uh, I think there's a, so many combinations of cool matches and potential finals and all that sort of stuff that this is going to be a ton of fun to watch. Uh, but I did have this conversation. I was like, dude, you just, you're not going to like everybody ever involved in anything in professional wrestling. So just skip who you don't like. Right. But I'm super pumped about this thing. Uh, I just will be like a tiny little bit upset if Eddie doesn't win. Just a little. A little bit.
1: And I am glad. I think we worried, at least I did, and maybe I'm misremembering that like every single Eddie match, I thought his titles were on the line. So like I was like, oh, he's got to go undefeated through the whole thing. But I think they established this week on dynamite that it's just like, okay, the winner of this tournament is the next champion. You know, right. That not-
2: was at the, when they did the announcement at show on YouTube at like one, one o'clock Wednesday, that was when Eddie, Eddie, when he first cut the promo, he sort of said it in a way that you would think that it, he's defending the belts every time. And then yeah. they clarified that it's just the,
1: whoever has the, whoever wins the finals is the holds the three belts. It, that's yeah. just what it is. Yeah. I was worried there was going to be a little hot potato of like the ring of honor belt, you know, (laughs) like where it might've switched a couple times in the tournament. Right. That's
2: a little too messy. I don't think AEW can manage that at this moment.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Wouldn't put it past him to try. True. Uh, so, uh, listen, you know, we can sit here. There's a bunch of other stuff to talk about, certainly. Um, but you know, we still do have a, a rest of a show to do. And, uh, Bretton DJ, did you guys know there's a pay-per-view this weekend?
4: There is.
3: There is.
9: Soho the show. Brian Danielson. No no
10: no. Is it the
9: Tribal Chief?
7: Yon. Let's find out. Bretton DJ DJ.
10: Yes, this
0: was this was thrown at me by Adam. I didn't have enough time to go and fiddle with this and edit this and so on and so forth. But when he put in the email, he's like, Oh, let's see if Brett and DJ know the card this weekend. So Adam?
1: Yes, yes. I, I felt bad. I was gonna like message DeWiki at like noon on Thanksgiving and be like, Hey, by the way, I need you to remix this. <laughs> yeah, Brett and DJ in there. But According to Wikipedia, the most trusted source of all wrestling news and information, the World Wrestling Entertainment is holding the premium live event Survivor Series War Games this weekend. And there are five announced matches. Can you believe that? Five. Go to your local cable operator and order this (laughs) pay-per-view. Brett, DJ, do you know the card? Brett, I need you to do the heavy lifting
2: here. (laughs) <laughs> I was just say default to but, me here, but but I, I can do at least one. I can do one. Or right. well, the women's you get your war one game. out of the way. The women's war games match is all of damage control minus Dakota Kai because she's hurt. Yep. So that's right. That's Eo, Kyrie, Ashka, and Bailey. Correct. Versus Charlotte, Becky, Bianca, and Shotzi Blackheart.
1: There you go. That's one. I'm so proud proud of you. Thanks, buddy. Uh, (laughs) Noted regular WWE watcher, Brett, (laughs) and DJ. Member of the WWE Universe DJ. (laughs) I
2: I also know that Cody Rhodes is in the men's, and so is the returning Scary Snake Man, because Cody Rhodes said, said, I have a friend, and I'm going to call an old friend. and Everybody's like, it's going to be Phil. And it's not Phil. It's a different kind of snake. Phil has no friends. How? (laughs) Number
1: one, number one. How dare
2: you? And
1: number two, where do I get
2: off? Where do you get (laughs) off,
4: you son of a bitch?
1: so I don't know if you guys saw but like Cody all throughout that show and I didn't see it but I saw it on Twitter he says okay I have a friend and then it was like this is a guy I have a legacy with and he winks into the camera and then later on he's like no 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 you're not hearing voices in your head and I'm like oh my god this is fucking baby shit like who enjoys this this is so bad I guarantee you Cody (laughs) Rhodes enjoyed it oh so bad I, I really liked all cody's promos to build this up oh, <laughs> oh you're come fucking, on. You're part of the problem <laughs> right <You're
9: laughs>
1: and, going then, soft. and then he doesn't show up like it's not like randy or did he, they save him for the pay-per-view he couldn't be bothered oh but i'm sorry go ahead yes cody's in war games go <laughs> uh
2: brett
4: that's all i got <laughs> all right yes yeah, so listen that ham-fisted fuck cody rhodes uh, i i oh, god that promo's so bad uh so, all right, men's war games. We have Cody Rhodes, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, and the return to Viperville. The s- scary Snake Man himself, Randy Orton, uh, <laughs> going up against Judgment Day, which is Finn Balor. Um, uh, who's that little snakey looking fuck? Uh, he is Randy like Orton. A, Hey, uh no the, no the no. one the, I was just saying the e. one McDonough with real help you but, out there. Okay, thank you was so he, much. Was uh, he Noam Dar? No.
0: No, he was no. <laughs> no, Noam Dar is still Noam Dar. Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> he was uh, Jordan Devlin. Yes. Oh, right. Uh, the Irish Ace. Blah. Um Damian Priest. Uh, who DJ doesn't hate anymore.
2: I don't, I did uh, see him do a video about his back tattooed this week and I was like, bro, that's not, it's not great. Uh, but uh, <laughs> neither here nor there.
4: Um, <laughs> who the fuck? Oh, Dominic Mysterio and, uh, Drew McIntyre. There you go. That's
1: War Games number two.
4: You
0: right. If I could just <laughs> interject, why is the men's War Games five on five and the women's four on four?
4: I, uh, dude, I don't understand that either. Like, what, You couldn't find two other ladies?
0: And, no, they're, they can't. They're, <laughs> they're, they're all walking in background segments on NXT. Um, <laughs> and there was a match on Raw uh, to determine uh, who gets the advantage in the men's war game. Did you see how they're determining the women's advantage in the war games match?
2: The drawn uh, straws? Yeah, yeah.
4: brawn panties match. Oh, okay.
0: all right. I'm back in. No, no. <laughs> Go to Ruffles.com and vote for which team oh, you think should no. get the advantage in the women's war games match. <laughs>
1: what is what is Ruffles.com <laughs> potato, Ruffles chips. Is potato chips. chips? Oh, Jesus Christ! That's
0: the sponsor for the match.
4: Uh, not everything could be a Mountain Dew pitch black match. That's for goddamn sure. Um. Man. uh all right let's see oh my god this is gonna be real tough uh so this one is like the most random one which i remember because i saw a weird flyer for it if i'm wrong uh whatever uh rhea ripley defending the title against zoe stark that is correct and very confusing but yes (laughs) Uh, yeah i hate myself for knowing that
1: um (laughs) is there uh gunther versus the miz uh there is because I saw the internet saying that we should all respect the Miz this week so I knew he had to have a pay-per-view match. It, it, believably yeah. that Dude, match is gonna go I, 30 seconds, right?
4: <laughs> well yeah because Miz didn't go to house shows, bro, so how can he be a real fan? Um
0: oh my that, god the the, the Miz Gunther promo was really good. You should go watch it. Uh mm-hmm. Gunther comes off as a real big asshole in the promo. Mostly because he's wearing a suit And loafers with no socks Oh and what a look <laughs> He looked like such an asshole And I'm like oh, I wanted the Miz to shut him up Ooh, Punch him right in his <laughs> dirty mouth But um, Gunther's promo was really good Miz showed baby face fire um, It should Absolutely be a squish But uh, they did a good job like Taking like two weeks or whatever the hell it was To build up that match
1: all right, one oh, more
4: announced man. match, right? Oh, my God. Uh, well, LA Knight's not doing anything because he's shuffled back down the card, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. This is, one, yeah. this is one of the <laughs> alleged big four pay-per-views, and maybe that's an old-school mentality that doesn't exist anymore, but this is Survivor Series, and LA Knight oh, nowhere
4: to man. be seen. Uh, oh, is uh, the I fucking do know, World I Champion. Do know I this. Spoiler. I do know this. It's uh, Santos Escobar, that dirty son of a bitch against Carlito.
1: That is correct. That is your oh, fifth and right. final bounce match. Yeah. There's no
0: way in hell I would have been able to guess that fifth match.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, what, I why is he? Santos versus Ray would have been my guess. If I wasn't looking at the list, you know, Ray's hurt. Ray's hurt. he had 48
4: surgeries on his right knee. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm gonna watch a you little bit of pay the pay per view. You could not pay me to watch. Oh, this. not even the uh, war games matches. Th- th- no. th- this
0: is this is going head to head with three hours of collision and rampage.
4: <laughs> oh, oh
0: rampage oh, starts man. at seven on Saturday, and then collision is eight to ten.
4: Well. <laughs> Might have to. I, I am a collider, an OG collider. Yeah. So, how uh, well, a? EW.
0: What if the man who coll- collision was made for, because he's just as much as a baby as the rest of the EVPS that he had to have his special little bubble show that nobody else can touch his fragile bird bones? What if he <laughs> shows up at your Survivor Series while you're sitting at home watching, like I don't know, Tony Storm like cut a promo on Sky yes, blue or something uh,
4: yes please. so 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 what will happen is uh it'll be a seismic shift and <laughs> wwe will gain all the power because the all the the philanthropists and the felicia <laughs> we will turn on we will all turn the on flanders. the cock. yes <laughs> we will make we will be cock strong and uh let's go phil we love you buddy <laughs>
1: <laughs> who's this we you got I a mouse in your t- pocket I oh, will turn come on to- now. Oh. <laughs> I will turn on the pay per view if I hear the fills there, because that means yeah, the WWE absolutely. won wrestling. They won wrestling. <laughs> yeah. hasn't there been
0: like a bunch of like cryptic promos from Shinsuke Nakamura of him challenging someone, and people have been speculating that that's going to be the fill match, him versus Nakamura at uh, so, Survivor Series.
4: So people have been saying that, but they're also like, oh, that's him, like throwing it out to okada and i'm like oh go go the fuck away
1: is oh this is is this the pay-per-view that's in chicago yeah yeah oh, oh yep yeah. rosemont illinois chicago suburb looking for something new yeah phil ain't showing up fucking everybody relax i miss you phil
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh so hey what do you guys want uh do you guys want phone calls or do you want the terry funk moment of the week
2: uh, well, just so everyone knows, we're uh, we're not taking a trip to Japan this week because uh, there wasn't much going on. So we're not going to bog this down. I know Adam's heartbroken. He had a lot to talk about when he watched uh, Tanahashi Ishii and Okada defend the six-man never titles against uh, Hanma Ren Narita and the greatest professional wrestler on the planet, uh, Taguchi. Uh, I have... But- Pages, right? Pages of notes here, and
1: you're going to cut the segment.
2: <laughs> but we're we're collapsible I mean, segment. It's it's oh, collapsible dude. this week. Uh, tune in our next week, and we'll see what the hell's going on over there. There's a bunch of tag <laughs> leagues, and they're only okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I say
1: but, we do Terry Funk moment of the week. All right. Let's All
0: it. right. So this takes us back again. I know you guys don't introduce these, these sort of things, uh, but this takes us back to 1989. Uh, Terry Funk has just attacked Ric Flair after the hard-fought battle uh, with Ricky Steamboat to regain the world title but Terry Funk has been out of action for a very long time and he needs to work his way through the top 10 contenders
7: You can have a moment I had a moment with him last week Yeah, you sure did He was the star of the show last week Now it's time for you to spend some time with me. In fact, let me spend some time with this young man, and you just stand back. you
3: just
5: let us get on with it. Now,
7: you're a fine-looking young gentleman. I want you to tell me just one thing. Who is the better wrestler, Ric Flair or me? And I'm sure that you think Flair is. Well, y'all both top competitors. I got to hand y'all that, but I think you're the top competitor. Did you hear that? I heard him. So let's go into this now. Why am I not into the top ten? So you think I am a better man? Do you think I should be in the top ten? Yes, I think you ought to be in the top ten. Do you think I should be the number one contender? Yeah, I think you ought to be the number one for them. He doesn't rate them, Terry.
6: Let me tell you something.
7: Flattery will get you nowhere.
3: Oh! Fuck the hell? it out loud! Harry, good night! I'm quitting it! Come out
7: here and put the power down! That boy doesn't even
5: belong! And red flame. You're talking about him not belonging in wrestling. I'm not sure you belong in a I'm trying of looking at this. Let's get somebody out. Get this stuff. Uh, let's go to Joe Pettisino's nose right now. Terry, that's the lowest. And guy. And he came out here and grabbed the guy well, the last been been yeah. In yeah. Yeah. He looks too what much like, 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 like the well. Well. Everybody
7: looks too much like Rick's well. I don't need a kid like this
5: anymore. You look like somebody in white. Guys in the white. Jackets ought to be coming again.
0: The fans, man, Joe yeah. the So I don't know if you guys saw that clip going around today on social media.
2: Uh, I didn't. It's excellent.
0: Do you know who that young man is that Terry wow, Funk beat up? I have no idea. That would be a young Dwayne Bruce, who you would know better as Sarge from the World Championship Wrestling Power Plant.
8: Oh, oh shit!
0: Yep. <laughs> wow. Oh, imagine Terry Funk really put him out of bit uh, out of wrestling in that moment. We would have never got Goldberg. <laughs>
4: and we and also never would have gotten High heart.
0: Voltage.
3: That's, That's
0: true. true. Uh also, DJ, as a as yes. the Terry Funk expert amongst us, what the sure. fuck was that Terry was wearing on his head?
2: Well, so I want I was gonna bring this up, right? Uh, I love Terry in like the black chaps. He's got the red tights underneath it, uh, and Terry Funk is is a legend, uh, and the best to ever do it, and the greatest cowboy wrestler in the history of wrestling. When Terry Funk throws on a do rag, it's a different animal. <laughs> It's just a different – it is a different kind of guy. You combine the do-rag with the braids that he used to have, whole other level. But the the do-rag tied twice on both ends of the back, I don't know how he does it. Uh, But it's great, and it's just a different level of
1: Terry. And and can I just say, like when I listen to you guys, We Need Wrestling, Uh, and I listen to the Terry Funk moment of the week, obviously I am – such a neophyte when it comes to terry funk like a lot of those clips i've never heard them before so it's the first time i'm hearing them and yeah. you guys like i don't want to blow smoke up your ass but you are making me even more appreciate terry funk every single week with those clips so thank you that's for the, those. that's the goal man that yeah, is the absolute goal because like I've seen so little, you know, I know the, yeah. the big hits and I know the ECW stuff and the WWE stuff, but a lot of those older clips, like obviously the one Joe just played, I've never seen those before and they're all fucking awesome. Uh, they are. I have, uh, you know, we sort of, there's no real rhyme or reason.
2: Um, When we do them, we just pick stuff we like. We sort of rotate back and forth. Um, And, like, I haven't even got to my favorite Terry stuff yet. Like, obviously, the 89 feud is my favorite feud of all time, so that's mixed in there. Um, But I have a few specific throughout the ages Terry promos that are my absolute favorite that were, at one point, even hard to find on the Internet that I can't wait to get to. Probably save them for special dates, birthdays, whatever. But um, he just – he – I, I you know not everybody is 100% but like Terry Funk rarely missed and I have stuff from the 70s the you know early 80s the end of the 80s the 90s like he just he he hit every time he went out there uh and I'm glad you're really enjoying them because my oh, goal in life as a wrestling fan is to spread the Terry I'm, I'm like the Johnny Johnny Appleseed of Terry Funk I'm just <laughs> spreading I'm spreading to Funk all over wherever I can and hope that the seeds grow uh, for a man who who truly, in my opinion, I say this all the time on the show, uh, undeniably the best to ever
1: do it. Yeah, and, and I say all the time, like, I actively, and its some of it's a bit, but like, I actively hate old wrestling, but Terry Funk stuff, for whatever reason, like, I, I fucking love it, so. Kudos.
0: And this, um, you know, oh, sorry, go ahead, Brett.
1: No, I was just going to say, uh, I thought DJ was more like the Wilt
4: Chamberlain of spreading the seed of Terry Funk all over the place.
0: <laughs> so, uh, you know, DJ mentioned the 89 feud with Flair is, you know, his favorite. And I would say that's probably, you know, I, it may not be like my favorite, but it's like 1B. But it culminates in maybe my favorite match, which is the I Quit match or the Clash of Champions later. It's
2: my favorite match of all time. hands Right. Down.
0: Yeah. Um, so, there was something about Terry Funk, especially during this era, but, like, you can look at really any period of his career, but, like, I really think the 89 stuff shines such a light on it that he was doing, like, we, we played the 1989 Survivor Series stuff before. And, like, bright colors, over-the-top characters, everything else like this. Terry Funk was doing the same thing in NWA. Like, he does this bit this leads to the more famous promo where he brings the guy dressed up as Ric Flair with the yellow streak down his back. He's doing heavy sports entertainment stuff in this build, but what makes it so different is is that when he has matches, he's vicious and he feels dangerous. And, you know, obviously, I felt great about getting to play two Lance Russell segments on the show today. (laughs) and Lance is one of those guys that, like, You know, just even that throwaway line to Terry, like you you're like you're acting like somebody who needs to be taken away by the guys in the white coats like that does more than commentators barking during an entire Terry Funk match. Oh, he's crazy. He's out of his mind. He can't be stopped or whatever it is. But somebody with that gravitas and that that respect that someone like a Lance Russell has to say a line like that to Terry Funk and you know just adds to all of it and all of that 89 stuff is so good all these promos you know sting being the champion of washing machines and stuff like that you know (laughs) which is a promo that comes up later but terry walked that fine line of being dangerous and real and also a larger than life cartoon character
2: yeah he's
0: people in wrestling can do believably
2: uh, he's forty-five years old in '89. He's forty-four. He turns forty-five.
0: The same age that Bob Backlund was when he won the title in
2: 1994. Uh-huh. Right, that's so amazing. Uh, and he, you know, uh, and we've talked about this on the show, but like he gets, he cuts such good promos that Flair gets mad at him in '89, <laughs> and legit like writes the offices and like is like, why is Terry shooting on me on TV, and why are you allowing it? <laughs> And then Terry's oh. also gets hurt. So he's the, the famous story around this point it, around this time. He's whenever he had to fly anywhere, he would kneel on the floor of the plane with his elbows on the seat because his back was so bad. He couldn't sit for that long. Yep. And then he got a really bad arm infection and did not want to come off the road. Gary Hart forced him off the road because his arm started to smell.
8: Oh. <laughs> they, they
0: they do the angle at the Clash of Champions where he puts right. he does the bag, which also gets,
2: gets banned from television and all that crazy right. stuff. Right, but that was set up to give him a
0: suspension to give him that time off the right. road that he needed. Yeah, he,
2: he was like, "We're on top. We're making too much money. I can't leave now." And that it's just eighty nine is it's if on both sides too because eighty nine WWF is also great like 89 is such a crazy year of professional wrestling,
0: especially the back half of 89 for WWF from like summer, like, and granted, like, okay, it's Zeus, right? Right. But like Zeus is the one shining example of the thing that doesn't hold up in WWF in 1989. Everything else does.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Uh, When does, anyway, when does 89 line up day and date? We can start comparing (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Shit. All right,
10: uh, hey, let's get to some phone calls, huh? Let's do it. Do it. Hey, Joe, and Adam, what's happening? It's your buddy Kenny. First time, long time. Uh, <laughs> Meant to uh, great show last week. I was dying pretty much the entire time. It Was hilarious. Hope you like clips, motherfucker. Anyway, uh, this is a phone call that should have been on last week's episode when Joe was in weekly purchases and mentioned uh, something about going to see the Foo Fighters in a concert that was on a beach in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, I was actually at that little Foo Fighters concert in Jersey, which is why I wasn't able to get my bloody Utah. Figure sign number three, uh, third ever, and then have them make an Allen Iverson joke on it, like practice or something, but anyway. Uh, uh, Foo Fighters, second night of this festival, uh, they were good. They, uh, the system itself, the sound wasn't so great. They, I think they blew up something the night before. It was a two day festival. So, the sound wasn't so great and if you're cool with asa here and dave groll do a swear like every other word uh sure yeah go see the food fighters have a good time uh that's a good time. And, uh, Weegly Batchesers! bob <laughs> Anyway, uh, jobless, walk into uh, my blessed mark of walls and it's like usually pretty lousy as far as the figs go. Swing by and I come through and what do I see? A very evil, very basic, very elite Danhausen, which i was super psyched about been a fan of him since the production and then right next to that a chase one of five thousand bunny case Whoa. fresh minty mint out in the wild whoop whoop jobless have a
1: great week you you wrecked, actual I- you actual son of a bitch what a fucking pull there's right a lot to counts. unfold here
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. How like, how so, dare he not address us, Brett? <laughs> God,
1: Kenny. Ah, uh, well, well, I assume Kenny didn't know it was a joint show when he sent that call. That's probably what it was. Uh, no.
0: Kenny called. Like we we announced it. We did say it on the show. But listen, people don't pay
1: attention to what the fuck we say yeah most of our callers don't even listen to the podcast to be honest you know
4: (laughs) yeah it's all out of love uh kenny i i did see the foo fighters on a beach once they played uh, a bamboozle festival many moons ago i think it was in asbury park uh they played for two and a half hours and like i like the foo fighters but anybody playing that long it's like "Ah, I'm, i'm i'm all set
0: yeah, and about Asa and swears. His mother doesn't stop swearing, so he'll be fine with hearing <laughs> Dave Grohl say it.
1: <laughs> what a potty mouth on that woman. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, uh, that's, that's an amazing fucking pull, finding a goddamn bunny chase in the wild, you son of a bitch. I wonder what Kenny's going to do with it. I don't know if he is a bunny aficionado, if he's going to flip it. I am curious to find out what he's going to do with that. If he's uh, looking to sell it at a good brother price, maybe he's into to my DMs, you know. So,
0: hey, I'll I'll bring up an interesting uh, subject. And again, you know, obviously you guys are a little bit more dull, crazy than I am. Yeah. But if I was out in the wild and I saw the bunny chase, I'd grab it. Absolutely. I'd yeah. good brother price it to one of you guys.
4: Yeah, uh,
0: 100%. You know, like, yeah. I, I have no need for that figure. But, like, I don't know. You see a chase, you get
2: it. Like, I think no, those are the rules. Do not.
1: Leave yep. a chase on the fucking pegs if it's an no. AW. That's just asinine.
2: You know, right. like and then it's cost plus uh nineteen dollars for bubble wrap. That's that's <laughs> what I, I know. I, I saw
0: yes. I saw the price of bubble wrap is up to twelve dollars a roll
4: now.
2: <laughs> <It's Yeah>. Expensive <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch yourself.
4: When but, did bubble wrap become a business? Oh, yeah.
1: But like you guys know, like I've talked about on the podcast, like there is nobody in the Tsunami Name network or that listens to the fucking Tsunami Name network that goes on more doll safaris than I do and over the course of like the last five years I found a chase. So like the chances of finding a chase are so slim and none for the most part. So kudos to Kenny for finding that. You know? That's awesome.
0: And, and I'll and one more thing, well two more things before we get out of the next call. One, how about on Major Pod this week that Broski said and you said no one more than you I'd say Broski's got you beat in how much doll safari he's done. And he's never found a chase in the wild.
1: Mm. Well, Broski, I will say, beats me in a variety of stores because obviously he's hitting stores all around the country. Right. I, I can guarantee you I beat him on a, a, a frequency basis. Okay. Just because it's like I, I assume Broski only hits stores like when he's on the road over the weekend and I might like from like, I might go to stores. I don't know, ten times a week because I got nothing else going on. I don't know. We'll see. And I'm, I don't know. If you I for that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I'm just finding shit for other people because I never find anything <laughs> for myself.
0: And uh, Kenny mentioned Danhausen.
4: Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Look at that. Hey, Danhausen. Hey
1: i mean i i'll say this I'm I'm, I'm I'm leaving it out there if anybody wants to hang themselves I, I will i i'll do it because i'm on my fourth 24 ounce beer right now so i'll do it right now uh, Ooh. I, I i like dan house and i'm happy he's back i am very much entertained by his on-screen behavior whether or not he's easily gotten to on twitter i don't care you know like i'm happy he's back of all the characteristics to to gleam off of your best
2: friend, Phil, it's the fact that you are critically gotten to on the social media.
4: <laughs>
1: he's a, he's he's a very, friend of Phil, so nice. he's a friend of me. He's very nice. He's very evil. He's back on TV. He's friends with Orange Cassidy, so he's okay by me.
4: I always found Dan Howes entertaining. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not mad. I mean, he's definitely a paranoid motherfucker, but, you know, right? He eats their own
2: yeah and who knows how many washes it's gonna take before the uh designs peel off the t-shirts he was selling <laughs> allegedly
0: oh there, thank you. um I, I will say this when the story started making the rounds like after we all recorded last week and and again the the prevailing story was that Danhausen's push was his push slash return to TV was cancelled because he was f- caught selling. Bootleg merchandise, unlicensed merchandise, uncredited merchandise, pro wrestling tees designs that were made somehow cheaper than pro wrestling tees designs are made.
1: How is, how is that possible to undercut pro wrestling tees? <laughs> right. So none of the story made a lick of sense.
0: Danhausen, a guy who has wrestled less times in his AEW career than Sting did in his WWE career (laughs) has more merch than anyone in the roster, a more variety of merch than anyone in the the roster constantly having stuff going out directly through pro wrestling tees. has had multiple deals from his coffee to variant comic covers to all sorts of things for months, if not years. So, the story made no sense whatsoever. So, I'm kind of glad that Danhausen kind of pushed back on people a little bit that were saying it. But then, while he and his wife were sitting at home from the pay per view and they were liking negative tweets about the company, that's a little shitty. Yeah. But. I guess he was frustrated, and that's how you need to take your frustrations out, and who am I to judge? But, like, when the story was told to me, I'm like, this story makes absolutely no sense. This feels like bullshit, and apparently it turned out to be bullshit because he was back on TV this week in a prime position and you know, kind of sort of near his hometown. Like, Michigan and Chicago are the same place, right?
1: I think what they need to do to set an example for all these AEW wrestlers that are liking anti-AEW tweets, they need to fucking throw somebody under the bus. Go ahead and fire Kevin Kelly. It Thank you. Be done. Yeah, be done. I agree, Adam. <laughs> and then maybe people will learn to not like these yeah. tweets
2: so I should just photoshop a picture of kevin kelly in the parking lot at the prudential center selling five dollar t-shirts after the show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no you could you could just
0: share all the anti-aew tweets of jim Cornette that he likes
2: oh um, boy
9: yeah Ugh. anyway next thanks
0: call. for your call kenny yeah
1: love you kenny next call
9: Hello, gentlemen, Kevin here, full house tonight. Looking forward to hearing this jam packed show with he Joe, knows. Adam, Brett, and DJ. I hope Thank you guys you. all had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you have things you're thankful for and just, you know, Thanksgiving kind of end of the year, we start thinking of things and taking stock of our lives and all. So I'm just curious, especially with our, our two guests here this evening. Uh, what is something that you're thankful for this year? That did not exist in your life last year. Okay. And and let's go pop culture route for, uh, comics, wrestling, music, something like that. Uh, for me, thanks to a sister show on the soon to be named network, Long Box Heroes. Perhaps you guys have heard of it. I know that show. Uh, I read Sandman for the first time this year and I'm very thankful for it. And it will not be the last time I read it. So gentlemen, if you could think of anything that you have enjoyed this year, that it doesn't have to be brand new, just something that did not exist in your life last year. Looking forward to the show. Looking forward to so much more from all of you. Hope it was a good holiday. Have a great rest of the holiday season, guys. Oh, and what's coming up on Patreon? Find out. Bye. Hmm.
0: Well, uh, it's another week of no Patreon because of the pay-per-view this week. So Adam's pick gets pushed back and we'll do the full patreon plug as soon as we're done with the phone calls, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We got a big weekend of patreon coming up, but we right. on that later. Brett and DJ, something you're thankful for.
4: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Something that wasn't in my life last year? I uh, damn. <laughs> I DJ, you go first.
2: I, I got to think. <laughs> So I don't I don't know I'm trying to figure out the timeline of it. Um, I, when did the the uh, Hogan Terry Funk Coliseum Collection Ultimates drop? Was that this this calendar year? Yeah, that was this
1: it, year. It, it was this year.
2: Okay. So uh, aside from my personal life, you know, I'm very very proud uh, of my wife Michelle. Sometimes guest soon the Royal Rumbler soon to be featured once again during Royal Rumble season. Um, we need wrestling. I'm very proud of her and her endeavors uh, this year, uh, which is a huge change from the year before and a lot of sacrifices in time. Uh, but a purely personal, selfish reason, uh, I got three new Terry Funk action figures this year and a t- t- Mattel target display with Terry Funk on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) as far as that sort of what it wasn't in my life, uh, Terry Funk, although he's no longer with us this year, (laughs) um, I did manage to get three Terry Funk action figures this year, which is wild. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so well, two, cha- two Terry um, Funk's in a chainsaw,
1: Charlie. Uh, plus, there was a micro brawler this year that you got the bloody. Oh, one. that's that was this year too. Jeez, yeah, yeah. This all has right. been a huge year because I, I, I not only have bought all of the new ones, but I also went back and like I got the right. Elite ECW one and a couple other. I got the uh, the Jacks classic superstars this year as well. So oh, nice, I, great. Yeah, so you and I have both got all of the new ones, and I've gone back and got some of the older right. ones as well cool uh
4: so uh, i guess i'll go with uh i'm thankful to see eddie kingston get his like get all the love in the world yep. uh and but what i mean by that is you know going over to japan being beloved over there winning a new japan title winning a, a world title with the ring of honor title uh you know i i know collectively as a group like we've all been team eddie for a very long time um so it, it it's very very cool to see somebody like really get that love um so I, i'm I'm thankful for that um personal life i don't know, man, my, my life don't fucking change i'm a single <laughs> dude, who's 34 i do nothing um yeah so i'm going with eddie
1: Um, I will say I'm thankful for Joe for reaching out and doing all these Patreon conversations with Joe podcast. Cha-ching. Thank you for that. Uh, On a personal level, um, I will say that I am thankful for the advancements made over the last year in women's wrestling gear, Uh, whether it be (laughs) uh, Sky Blue, Tony Storm. Uh, honestly, Julia Hart. The list goes on and on. Thank you to the men and women who tirelessly uh, just work over that that gear and like the seamstresses and the designers. Uh, kudos to all of them. So you know, I'm thankful for a lot of people uh, in my
0: family um, doing better um, health wise, doing finally taking some of the steps that they needed to do to do so, and therefore. Me, but by, by the grace of God, go I as well. Um, you know, once everybody else is kind of cleaned up and bill of health and everything else, uh, it's time for the real test for these doctors. This <laughs> this mess, right? Um, but again, that's still a little ways off. But still, you know, we're all taking baby steps here. Um, but, you know, obviously, you know, you guys, there's a lot of different things that we can all talk about in wrestling and, you know, whatever the media and stuff that we consume. But, you know, in this last year, you know, these last 12 calendar months, you know, I got two matches that I never thought I'd see in my entire life. One involving Orange Cassidy, the other one involving Eddie Kingston. And we all know who's, who's to thank for those matches. i'm
8: letting it play (laughs) let
0: it ride it's a shorter version of it but i got one more too i got a lot of things to be thankful for for my wrestling fandom listen we've all been wrestling fans our lives some of us have dipped out and dipped come back in and i'm always going to be here no matter what right i may not watch the mainstream stuff i might replace it with indie stuff during the time and like right now I said the two big mainstream promotions are doing well and you know there was one person that I kind of got into and everybody else has come along and I I looked at that as like you know when you guys when a lot of people left in like 94 and 95 when wrestling was shit and then got hot again in 96 and 97 I was still here waiting for you I'm like come on back still good you know it's a different kind of good um and a lot of that is the fandom around this man
8: oh god damn it
0: No. (laughs) Yeah. I'm letting the whole thing play. No, no. Yeah. But I was on board with LA Knight. Yes, did I work myself into a shoot because I thought it was ridiculous that he was the Hollywood multi-megastar from uh, Hagerstown, Maryland? Yes. But then, like, you saw him getting those skits in NXT and starting to get over and really working hard unless no one's ever going to say that he's going to have a five-star match. But he was a guy whose life dream was to be in WWE, and he made it. And, you know, the, the Bray Wyatt stuff, of course, happens. And, you know, then everything that happens there and he gets a bunch of start and stop pushes and I'm there the whole time and I'm like, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. And, you know, he he got me to watch my first Blood Oil Money sh- show, you know, and main event dance Roman and I'm sure on Smackdown tomorrow they're going to work out something for him to get on, you know, Survivor Series this weekend. He's one of their biggest stars He's on the side of the truck. He's got more merchandise on wwshop.com like outside of, you know, Roman and Cody. It's la night right and you know six months ago who would have thought we would have been here a year ago who would have thought we would have been here two years ago who would have thought we would have been here just me but i'm glad to have you all aboard anyway i don't care i I don't care if i was the first one and i don't care if i'll be the last one i just want everyone to come along the more people that like the things that i like means that they'll keep doing and making the things that i like
1: Well, I mean, if you really meant that, you would buy the glasses. That's all I'm saying.
0: They would not fit on my giant head. I have a giant J.D. McDonough, Jerry (laughs) Seinfeld-esque head. I would need to get two pairs of glasses. I would need to take them to a specialty welder. I'd have to get prescription lenses in them. It's a lot of work.
1: Yeah, yeah. Put them in a de Put them on a shelf.
0: (laughs) Next call. Pink button time. It's young Ed.
8: Hey, Joe and Adam, it's Ed. Um, oh. How dare he? So, I woke up this morning, and one of the first things I see is a gif of Adam Page sliding under Swerve's head, who was a, like a, a faucet of blood, and then <laughs> him touching it in his mouth. And I said, holy shit, I gotta fucking watch this. Uh, so I watched like my first AEW match forever, and that shit was fucking fantastic. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I said it on Twitter, and this isn't just Twitter talk. I swear to God, I was screaming. I threw shit. I was so excited. That match was just for me. It was so perfect. And I don't know that I'll ever see another wrestling match that perfect kid. That was so fucking good. Joe, Adam, that was so fucking good. Oh my God. I wish every AEW, uh, show could have, they. think there was that match on every show. I would watch this shit more often. um, but that was fantastic, ghoulary, uh, big fan, big, 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 big fan. So, uh, I have a question and I want to know, is there a match or do you remember like the last time that a match, uh, got you so excited that you were, uh, yelling and throwing shit? <laughs> uh, because the last time I remember before that was like Hook's debut because it just, you know, that shit came out of nowhere. And that was exciting. So I think I think that was the last time. Uh, but that was that was really, really, really great shit. Wow. This word is so fucking good. Joe, when I saw that there were real staples <laughs> in his packs, I fucking lost it. It was, oh, my God. Oh, TK, baby. I love him. I love him.
1: Hey, buddy. See, on one hand, I'm like, okay, that is a perfect example of how awesome that match was and how great Swerve is and Hangman is. That like uh, somebody who doesn't like AEW would watch it and be like, oh my god, that's amazing. But on the other hand, Ed likes a lot of terrible stuff. So I'm (laughs) I'm a little conflicted. So I don't know how I should feel.
2: Uh, Completely different. Uh, but to answer Ed's question, even though he didn't address Brett or I. Um, Shame. Shame. Um, the last time I felt the joy in my heart for professional wrestling. Now, stay with me. Maybe some of you won't agree. I think Brett will. But still to this day, puts a big smile on my face. Uh, was when Shane McMahon blew both of his legs out and Sooth <laughs> took over. Uh, You're right, cuh. <laughs> uh, It is... Arguably the greatest moment in WrestleMania <laughs> history. <laughs> um, it makes me so happy <laughs> when he slugs the Miz in the face <laughs> and then does the people's elbow. It is a perfect wrestling moment. I am super impressed to this day by Snoop Dogg. And you are right like, uh, we'll <laughs> go down into the pantheon of wrestling quotes for the day I die. <laughs>
4: I I think uh I think uh Marcus and I text each other that at least once a week. Um so yeah, uh that was quite the moment. I uh, I don't know, for me like where I really like I mean I've never thrown anything while watching a wrestling match. Um but like getting real fired the fuck up. Uh it wasn't even part like it was the beginning of the match, but and god, this is such a fucking stock answer. I apologize everyone uh when phil came out to afi uh against against uh mjf that was like a, oh fuck i'm losing my mind moment
1: i feel like the same nerd. thing. nerd yeah oh, you lost you your lay mind off, too. lay off the poor guy i can feel like the same thing could be said for danielson with uh um, yeah with you know, with the you know his Count- theme final countdown sting with seek and destroy like we marked out yeah. over all
4: of those you know mm-hmm. we we really
1: did Yeah.
0: I'd say Mayan was whatever the ring of honor pay-per-view was that they did Eddie versus Claudio where Eddie lost like that match. Like I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Like I legitimately did not know how that was going to go. And that was a very exciting match for me. Um, Not to take anything away from the match at Arthur Ashe when Eddie won, but I feel as though by the time that everything had happened, from the first match that they had to that match, we all knew it was a foregone conclusion that Eddie was winning the match. So there was like a little less suspense in it. I like when there's suspense and wrestling for the people that I care about. You know, I sit here and I joke around, you know, the, the double J match at orange Cassidy. I knew OC was winning the double J match with Kingston. I knew double J was winning to fit, fit the storyline. But with that first Claudio Eddie match, like it literally could have and should have gone either way. And You know, I love nothing makes me happier as a wrestling fan than not knowing.
4: Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll revamp my answer if we're talking just like a strict wrestling match. Uh, I'm going to say it's from the ROH Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view that DJ and I went to uh, when it was Athena versus Willow Nightingale. Uh, That match like being there live and feeling that building like actually shake for Willow was like like one of those fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm so into this matches uh and and then athena won and really bummed me the fuck out
1: <laughs> uh, i assume ed calls back and maybe this time he pays <laughs> some respects to our co-hosts well he does call back whether or not he pays respect is another story
8: hey grown adam and, uh, Brad and Dee, sorry, I forgot you guys were on this episode. All right.
2: I love um, you, Ed. All's forgiven, Ed. Hopefully
8: you guys got to talk about how awesome Swerve and Hangman was, too, and you didn't take <laughs> that that call. I only wanted to hear uh, Joe and Adam's opinions on it. But <laughs> you guys are all together. Um, I had a thought, and I'm going to present it to, to you. Let's presume, right, that suddenly the soon to be name network is flush with cash like the whole network not just me and my show or or we (laughs) made a lot of money um and there was soon to be name network pro wrestling and every show got to um put a put a match on what shows uh match me and also uh marcus and tim i'm gonna need your answers on your show and everybody else. I need all of these all of the C to be name network shows to answer this. Uh because I think for High of Busty it uh would be uh definitely uh Kikitaro versus Madman Pondo. Uh and I don't know what that would look like. I would let them figure it out. Uh but I'm sure it would be great. Uh I'm not sure which would be better. Getting Kiku to do a deathmatch or getting Pondo to do comedy. Um I think both I uh, seemed very, very cool. But now cool cool hangman versus swerve.
1: That was one of the coolest matches I've ever fucking seen in my life. Hey okay, bye. Well, uh, Brett and DJ, uh, uh, the official match of We Need Wrestling.
4: Uh, DJ, go wake Michelle up for her answer,
2: please. <laughs> do we have to pick one or do we get to each pick? Uh, because I have one already. Go uh, oh, yeah, ahead roll yeah, with it. Real, real quick, just to uh, bring it, Ed, just to let Ed know. Ed, uh, I once watched Madman Pondo try to chain wrestle inside uh, uh, a building, the Staircase Lounge in Pittston, Pennsylvania at a Chikara show. Uh, and before doing a top rope Frankensteiner, looked at the crowd, shrugged his shoulders and said, I'm doing the best I can here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love him to this day for that. Um And that was nineteen years ago, yes. It was.
0: When um, he was a little bit more spry than he is today. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> uh first thing that pops in my head, money is, is limitless. Um uh although Ed went ha went what would have, is half a comedy match that so would end up being an entire comedy match, uh I would book uh Orange Cassidy versus my hero, my personal close friend. Uh, rice suitcase to Gucci.
4: solid answer now uh are we like can i bring people back from the dead for this answer <laughs> it's limitless money right <laughs> i mean um, money is no object <laughs> fuck it this is what i'm doing uh i and and i uh, i'm i need to procure a time machine made by doug doug get on it you son of a bitch um for some reason two of my favorite wrestlers growing up and and i've looked into this and i just never understood why they never had like a, a match or like just a good singles match ever uh surfer sting it, like so we're talking mid-90s surfer sting against like prime heel bam bam bigelow like i don't know why i always wanted that match for some reason the past just it never worked out uh because in his prime man bam bam like is one of my favorite wrestlers ever um and surfer sting you know some consider him a great wrestler. Some people consider him a meme. Adam, uh, me so yeah, I I, I'm, I go- I'm going that. uh, Surfer Sting against like the heel badass Bam Bam Bigelow.
1: Um, I was originally going to say I just wanted Miss Hancock to come out, but since you're going to be doing necromancy, I'll have Bobby Heenan on commentary, and that way Miss Hancock can dance in front of Bobby Heenan. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs>
0: uh this is tough um again I can go silly I can go time machine but I think everybody got whatever I don't want people doing double duty but I think based on like where their positions are today and again contracts time money whatever is no object I want double J versus LA Night.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah you have anything at your disposal and you're <laughs> gonna go with that yeah <laughs> I'm
0: sitting here thinking to myself and I'm like, I'd love like some sort of like Eddie Gilbert, like like if I could do something perfectly, it'd be like some combination of like Eddie Gilbert, Cactus Jack. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Larry Sweeney but then I'm like okay now we got to pick from specific time frames two of the people are dead one is immobile at this point so I'm like <laughs> let's just keep it simple you guys are fucking around with time and all sorts of other things Double J 2023 LA Night 2023 I think that crowd's going home happy
2: uh, dare I say that's the King of the Mountain Dew pitch black match oh I uh... like that yeah
0: <laughs>
1: Well, Uh, well, listen, go go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, you're you're fantasy booking all these matches and there's been all of these brackets filled out. Thanks to Brett and DJ for the Continental Classic tournament. But you guys really should focus on the most important tournament that's going on right now.
7: the gender-neutral monarch of at odds Wrestling!
1: That is right. We announced last week the final eight Competitors of this tournament, and it is time to announce the bracket. So voting for the fifth annual gender neutral monarch tournament will begin tomorrow, Friday at noon. So uh, I will post those tweets out. So there'll be like a first tweet that'll have the graphic, and then there'll be a bunch of tweets underneath it with uh, the polls. So uh, voting will go for uh, a little bit under what would it be a week? So it will end before we record. So like seven-ish. So, Joe, if you're planning on stuffing the ballots anyway, just understand uh, when you look at the tweet, it will say how long you have to vote. And I cannot change that. Once I post it, I am not capable of editing that. So that's up to you to follow that. And go ahead and play, you know, just so you know. Um, But anyways, it is time to announce the brackets. Thank you listener of the show, friend of the show, Derek, for doing all the graphics for this year's tournament. Uh, We are going to start, just imagine this, the bottom right-hand corner of the brackets. Your first matchup will be Timeless Tony Storm versus Filthy Tom Lawler. (laughs) Uh,
0: That's tremendous. I'm surprised nothing similar to that never happened in (laughs) Beyond. Uh, I think there was like a Tony Storm Tim Thatcher match that happened in Beyond. No, you don't even need to watch the match; just look at the thumbnail for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I definitely think uh, Filthy Tom today would absolutely play ball with Timeless Tony Storm. I like that that matchup.
4: <laughs> Who would wear right, the shorter you- shorts in that match?
0: <laughs> mm, I would. I would demand Luther wear shorter shorts than the both
4: of them. Ah, good answer.
1: <laughs> all right next up the person i'm sorry the matchup that will face the winner of tony storm versus tom lawler it is the pick from indie wrestling guide alec price i'm sorry alex price versus world-class channing thomas
0: channing thomas has sydney Bacabella with him which i'm assuming that he's going to uh alec price i'm sorry about your damn luck son
2: (laughs) That's an intriguing uh, on-the-come-up matchup, though. No, absolutely. I do,
4: I do like Channing Thomas well, when he wears the CT on his boots because it just makes me think of Crooked Titty. <laughs> 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 That's
1: right. And it is possible, uh, I, I know, completely unrelated, but there could be somebody working on a computer program somewhere that might enhance Channing Thomas's chances in this tournament.
0: No, I don't want you... That's two different people. I don't know what it was. And again, <laughs> listen. I get critiqued when I say this is Adam's deal to do whatever the fuck he wants
1: with it. But <laughs> it's Adam's deal. He can do whatever the fuck he wants with it. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, all right. So, next matchup. The Hiabussy pick. Brandon St. James. Versus, maybe spooky now, Sky Blue. Are we
0: going by fandom are we going by match quality? Are we going by whatever? Um are we going by thick ass meat? What's the criteria on this?
1: <laughs> hey, it's whatever people vote. That's all, all I'm right.
0: saying. Um I have a feeling it's not gonna matter that Adam purposely stacked this so that Sky Blue would win. What? So that's
1: all I think that's that's uh that's a little unfair. If I was Ed, I would get uh, Terry Skittles to file an injunction. <laughs> but that's that's just me. Hey, listen. It's not my fault Brandon St. James doesn't have Twitter. All right? Maybe if he did, he'd be able to put up a better fight. But, again, that's on, that's on the fans. This is a poll that's going up. Let people vote how they want to vote. The winner of the Sky Blue Brandon St. James match will face the winner of this next match. And that is Final Wrestling Place's selection kalani jordan versus hardway sam holloway
0: i know uh tim and marcus are very proud of their pick very happy with their pick they've uh thrown some shade at some other people specifically people on this call myself included in regards to our pick uh and just based on that alone since uh sam holloway was on my short list of people uh i'm that that's what i'm picking
4: Tim and Marcus, don't bite the hand that feeds, brother.
1: <laughs> All right. On the other side of the bracket, bottom left-hand side, we have DeWicky's pick, Chris Statlander, versus the holder of the Haas boots, the Duke. Uh,
0: the Duke has had a good run, <laughs> but... Uh, He's held onto that boot for a long time. I may have had somebody slip into my DMs today critiquing that there was an actual boot trophy that the Duke pays no respect to. He carries her on a boot that he doesn't even bother to spray paint bronze, let alone gold. Some would say a disrespect to that very boot. So uh, Chris Stantlander, I think, I think Chris Stantlander uh, is a good hoss, right? I think she could uh, carry that boot with pride.
1: I wonder if the boot is on the line or if it's one of those things where, like, the winner of the tournament also gets the boot, kind of like the Continental Classic. Interesting. All right, so facing the winner of Statlander versus Duke will be the winner of this matchup. Chicken Salad podcast champion Jeff Cannonball will be facing Megan Bain. That's a sexy match right there. (laughs) It is. I wonder what Jeff Cannonball looks like dressed like Wonder Woman. (laughs) I'm sure that could be arranged. Uh, Yep. Mm -hmm. So,
0: hmm. It's a tough matchup. Both, I would say, equally sized. Megan Bain is a little less (laughs) experience than Jeff Cannonball. Jeff Cannonball, I think, is a more versatile performer. Um, I think uh, if we're looking at this in the realistic sense or in the you know the getting vote sense I think depending on the picture that Adam chooses for Megan Bain <laughs> and is is an option but I think Jeff would be more willing to play ball with our stupid shenanigans so I think Jeff uh, this is Jeff's match to lose how about that
2: <laughs> Is Jeff managed by Downtown Spaghetti Buffet Simon
1: Sutherland Ooh, that that is a good question. Um, I, I will defer to you guys. I can always add that to the graphic.
0: <laughs> I think just Jeff straight up, and we can all picture downtown <laughs> spaghetti, spaghetti buffet Simon Sutherland uh, in our minds with the suits that he wears and the very form-fitting suits that he wears. I don't know how he pulls that <laughs> off, but he pulls that off.
2: If if it's Jeff Cannonball, the king of squirt, then it's, it's a different ballgame, <laughs> but...
4: Listen, Squirt Party 2023.
1: <laughs> Alright, so next up, uh, I was bamboozled into thinking this was the card is going to change his pick, but it was the it was Ronald Two Legs' pick. Kaplan versus Alex Shelley.
0: If there was ever a clash of styles in the history of the world, there is one. Uh, Alex Shelley, arguably one of my favorite wrestlers of the last 20 years uh Kaplan, one of my favorite people of the last 10 years uh this is a pickem, and i'm probably going to wait until the very end before i make my decision on this one
2: uh, yeah I'll very you, intriguing uh, matchup i'll tell you what interesting thing about that i'll say about alex shelley is that um to me and like and i love alex shelley we all love alex shelley um alex shelley the the la la night of his day and by that i mean i remember going to joe's house for the few tna like pay-per-view whatever they were doing and you joe you loved alex shelley from the beginning you were a big <laughs> proponent of him. Uh, Alex Shelley in LA Night peas in a pod. But right. Yeah. I just, I just, I remember you like from the very beginning being like, this guy is really good. And this is pre pr- paparazzi productions, all that. You, you championed that guy from the very beginning.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, and I'll, I'll say, and I think I mentioned this on the show before, you know, um, when I was getting more IWA Mid South stuff, you know, and they had the turnover of talent of your, phil and your cabana and your bj whitmer and stuff who we went off to ring of honor and that next group of guys that stepped up was your alex shelley's and your jimmy jacobs this is like late 2002 early 2003 and there was just something about alex shelley that i'm like this guy's fucking awesome right and then he gets the deal with tna and then he's goldilocks baby bear and i'm like oh, this guy's being wasted but i'm with him you know we're we're hanging in here like the guys i've seen the potential i know this guy can do it and He's done it and he's doing it, man. Current uh, TNA World Champion, right?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. All right. And next, your final opening round matchup. You're nothing if not predictable, Adam. It is mm-hmm. your final opening round matchup. We have Christian Cage. Versus the only man in this tournament I can confidently say has a dead father sting Go fuck yourself
0: <laughs> Adam Yes we all called this I pointed mm-hmm. at the bit, at the thing with my babe Ruth-esque physique <laughs> uh, again you do what you got to do Adam myself as an honorary member of the patriarchy my name is my you missed this this was in a dark segment on tv this past week where christian cage renamed me on prettier (laughs) (laughs) so you know where my allegiances lie and brett dj listen i know you guys love sting i love sting but it's all about business
4: Listen, uh, DJ and I, card-carrying members of Sting Squadron, absolutely, um, we, have, we have nothing but respect for the patriarchy. Uh, this is a sham, Adams. Fuck around, playground. Twenty twenty-three bullshit tournament.
3: <laughs> this this uh, was a random draw. It.
1: it was a you random draw. A bitch.
3: Yeah. You guys Adam-
1: watched the selection show that was on our Patreon earlier in this week? I pulled all the names out of one of those those drums that you spin. <laughs>
0: Gonna put you in How the fucking you. drum and spin you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this was completely random that it happened to be Christian Cage versus Sting in the first round. I mean, that's a, a great matchup. I mean, I can't help it that it was in the first round. Sting's gonna do it for all the little stingers out there.
2: All right, so that's what's do, gonna happen. Do those do those little stingers have fathers? Most of them. <laughs> <laughs> Very loving, caring, attentive in the picture. <laughs> fathers, <Okay. laughs> no single mothers with those uh, little stingers bringing the shows. Uh, and f- I guess I guess anything's possible.
0: I'll say this: it's good that Adam put these two together because this is—he's saying this is your first round matchup. This is the winner. This is the determine the winner of this whole thing. I
4: agree. That's right. I agree. Hundred percent. Iron sharpens iron. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right so like i said tomorrow friday at noon there will be a tweet on the ad odds patreon uh voting will go for the what will you say like 22 hour i'm sorry what six days and 22 hours sorry math is hard uh
0: it'll be six days and change or whatever it is if you're doing it at noon um and you're saying it'll be on the ad odds twitter not the ad odds patreon
1: that is the word I was looking for. Yes, again, drinking. Uh, but yeah, so voting will be up tomorrow. Are, are you drinking Coors Light? What are you drinking there? Uh, uh, these are Miller Light, twenty-four ounces. Yes, okay. it's uh, practically yeah. water. Yeah, practically. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I will have that up tomorrow. And uh, good luck to everybody. Again, random draw. I cannot. I cannot. Uh-huh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I cannot be held accountable for uh, Who Face 2. And again, shout out to Derek. I don't know if you guys saw, the Grand Theft Auto-inspired graphics for this, my favorite stuff so far. Yeah, it looks awesome.
0: Beautiful. If this was a game, if this was real life, if this was anything, if this got collected, people putting podcasts on like CDs or vinyl or whatever (laughs) it is, this would be the cover of the album. So I got no beef with Derek. Derek does good work, but Adam, one more time. (laughs) Go fuck
3: yourself! <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. All right. So, hey, plugs. Uh, you know, we talk about a lot of these uh, independent folks that are in the uh, gender neutral monarch of at odds, and you can see a lot of those folks pop up over on Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium, aka IWTV. Use the promo code at odds or mortis, either one. I think put them both in together, and I think we well, both that's get a the credit back. right (laughs) we both get the credit for it for new subscribers if you keep your thing and go you just type in the name of your favorite independent wrestler um find out some people that you know big stars right now I'm sure they had a lot of independent wrestling matches go find an Eddie Kingston match go find a uh Orange Cassidy match go find a Wheeler Uta match Claudio Castagnoli I'm sure they got all matches on IWTV um, upcoming here in the near future is the next LVAC show. We are, as of this recording, probably about five weeks away. Tickets are on sale. None of the t- uh, none of the uh, talent is announced. None of the matches are announced. But it's LVAC. It's Sokols. It always delivers. Uh, You absolutely should be there. Uh, The link to that will be in the show notes, along with the link to pick up both the MP4 streaming and the DVD, if you're a physical media person like me, of Steel Stack SmackDown 2. I know that's available streaming on the aforementioned Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium, but I'm going to get a physical copy of the DVD because I got physical copies of all the DVDs. Even if I wasn't on the show doing commentary, I like to have that little collection there to look back on something that I was a... very small part of, you know. Um, you could also help us out by making some purchases through our eBay affiliate link. When you click on links to various merchants on the site to make a purchase, this can result in the site earning a commission. Affiliate programs and affiliations include, but are not limited to, the eBay Partner Network.
1: Say it with me. Yeah. Nobody said it with me. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 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 And
0: currently, uh, up until this upcoming Sunday night, through our T Public store, everything is forty percent off. Get designs inspired by this show. Get designs inspired by soon to be named network. Longbox Heroes, Final Wrestling Place, Bad Terry lies. Bad Terry still lies. We have our store forty percent off everything. And I know Brett and DJ have their own separate store as well, well uh, which I haven't I can...
2: updated that store in forever.
0: That still works, right?
2: Forever. The logos are different. They have a different show name on them, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> right.
1: go, go, go get, get it, you go. all you go. warheads out there. Go get That's your merch. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, go own <order laughs> a piece of history,
1: been. right? Yeah. Uh, speaking of making history, Joe, uh, what are the uh, the pigskin Pickhams uh, looking like these days?
0: Oh shit, Where, did I? I had them somewhere. It's, I know it's, I'm like in like. It's on.
3: I straight. got it.
2: Uh, no, nah, I got no, them. I got them all here. Ones. This was last week. Yeah, oh. I got them. Uh, so Adam is in I, fifth. I, yeah. Yep. Go ahead. J- Joe is in thirteenth. Brett is sixteenth, yeah. and I'm thirty second. <laughs> Way to go! I'm seventy. I'm picking them seventy five percent right. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> I'm doing better than I thought. Uh, uh,
3: I just, yeah.
0: Oh. I, I, as I mentioned, I, it. It's repulsive and disgusting that it took this long for me to finally fall out of the top ten. (laughs) Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves for actually caring and watching football to do this bad for this long.
4: Yes, noted football guy Joe Sposto. (laughs) That's
1: right. (laughs) Uh, Also, I I feel like I have to call out Brett and DJ on this. Okay. Very little talk of the Sports Talk Fantasy Football League over on We Need Wrestling. Uh, sorry. Yeah. I feel like you guys have, no, but I feel like you guys have faced each other and it hasn't turned into like a blood feud that is, uh, you we are,
2: we are facing each other this week currently. Oh, are we? We oh, are. I didn't even know that. Um, and I am currently picked to beat him by like four points. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, uh, Brett and I, uh, respect each other. Uh. So, uh, <laughs> we're not gonna go after one another uh we're just cool uh, with shaking hands and calling it whatever it is
4: yeah as it's been noted uh dj is my heterosexual life
2: partner right so (laughs) that's just what it is no hate you know if i can't win i hope he does that's how that works vice versa fuck you adam
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Why is everybody attacking me other than the fact that my team is the best team in the league by far? You know you know what you did, you son of a bitch. You're gonna have to narrow it down. I've done many things. And Joe before oh, go ahead. Do what you're gonna do, Joe. Go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> On behalf of me and and everyone else in the league. <laughs>
1: well you know what you and ed are not in the league joe and other people that aren't in the league are these podcasts long box heroes long box heroes after dark we need wrestling porch talk viewers choice indie wrestling guide wings on wings hi a bussy chicken salad podcast and final wrestling place steroids are awesome i don't care what anybody says
6: and and I need anabolic steroids from this doctor right now. <laughs> anabolic steroids is a logical next
1: step.
0: Now there is one thing that we did forget before you go to throw to it. The pain oh, throw. I
1: was that. I was that. I was just going to say that. Yes, All this right. Saturday at noon, Joe. <sighs> go ahead. Just let. No. You know okay. So uh,
0: it it finally comes out. Uh, The next edition of Conversations with Joe got bumped up the schedule by a week or so, uh, because it's the episode that everyone uh, wants to hear, and that's uh, my conversation with Eddie Kingston in regards to Chikara stuff from 10 years ago plus, right? Um, I mentioned it before on the show, kudos to Tim and Marcus over at final wrestling place for, you know, planting the bug in my ear. And it's like, you know, one of those things where like, yeah you know, I should ask Eddie should ask this person should ask that person. But it's one of those things where it's like, when you hear somebody else say it, you're like, yeah, maybe I should ask that person. Like, and, and again, I could sit here and I could describe to you the way that my mind works sometimes when it comes to stuff like this, but all I'll just say is, you know, Eddie was very nice and cordial. Uh, with his time, um, you know, he's a very vi- busy person and he's gonna be even busier as things are going. You know, this was recorded almost a month ago um as we discuss this. Um and we don't talk a lot of current stuff, which helps. I do ask him about one thing current. Um but other than that, like you wanna hear a guy who was there from pretty much the beginning of Chikara. Um, you know, he was the first ever grand champion, he main event of the first ever i per view that Chikara ever did um you know we get into a lot of it and you know i don't think eddie gets asked a lot about chikara stuff even though he was a big part of chikara and uh we get into it right
1: yeah i mean honestly and you would know better than i would eddie doesn't make a ton of podcast appearances and out of the ones that he does i feel like chikara is probably the least discussed topic on any of those i I would say so yeah so
4: i I, uh I'm very excited to hear it. Um, you know, not blowing smoke or nothing, but like the, this conversation with Joe series is so much fun and it's so enjoyable. Uh, and to hear like one of like my favorite wrestlers now get to be on it. I can't wait. It's going to be so cool.
1: 100%. And I, yeah. I, I will say also already on the books, December 23rd day before Christmas Eve will be your conversations with Joe Avery Good. Oh, the
0: you uh, know the festive the festive special, right?
1: Yes, a Christmas tradition. You sitting down with Avery Good
0: that that weekend. Uh, Chris <laughs> Statlander will have Jerry Steeler inspired gear at the pay per view.
1: <laughs> I hope. Oh, I hope.
0: Are you saying you want a piece of me? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So like, it's one of those things. So it's like uh, when the Avery Good one comes out, it's like, all right, now I got to schedule the next one. You know, like I get like the next month off where I don't really have to think about working on something. I got a couple names, I had a couple people suggested to me. Um I have a f- I like and it's one of those things where like I want to start 2024 off with a bang uh with the big one. Um and if they say yes, you know, then it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. But if they don't, I think I got a couple other people that I could certainly fall back on. And this time I promise I'm only gonna ask one person at a time, as opposed to like throwing three lines out and then having to record like two or three back to back to back to back and have to sit on them for weeks and weeks. Um but yeah, that's 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 December
1: twenty fourth Joe's problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> December 24th, you got to get back to work, but exactly. Like so obviously patreon.com slash ad odds wrestling or ad odds slash patreon over on the ad odds website I have all the conversations with Joe's in order so if you just want to click on those links you can look at them uh, go listen to them in the correct listening order <laughs> so uh, it's a little bit easier to use the website than it is to use the patreon if you're starting from scratch but uh, so yeah if you're listening to this the Eddie Kingston one will be out Saturday at noon. So go check that out. I, I'm about halfway through it, Joe. And it is awesome.
0: Thank you. Thank and again, I, I really do appreciate like you listening and Brett listening and DJ listening and everybody else who listens and has kind words for these. You know, it's you know, it, it's, it's very fun to do, and it, I think it's uh, you know, I, I can't speak for anyone else who does them, but I definitely think it is cathartic for some of these folks to get a chance to talk about something that was such a big part of their life that. You know, for a variety of reasons, negative or positively, and we do get into it, of course. We did get into it on the Max Smash Master one uh, last month that, you know, Chikara feels like a dirty word to a lot of people. And like, it doesn't have to be, you know, um, I still like Chikara. I still enjoy the time uh, that I spent there. And I think a lot of these folks do, too. And if you do as well, or if you're just curious about it, definitely check it out. I I implore you.
1: Awesome. Uh, before we throw to the best part of the show, Brett DJ, any plugs that we didn't cover? Um, yeah, I mean, you can find us
2: uh, at We Need Wrestling. Email the show at We Need Wrestling at Gmail all that stuff you know or if you haven't listened before our show's a, l- a little different than than what joe and adam usually do here uh we're more of a it's been described sort of like a sports center breakdown uh and we do go sort of around the world and cover the a lot of japan stuff i think we're only, the only people on the network that that really do um so we take our time with that um so you know wherever your podcasts are we're there we need wrestling uh Give us a, give us a shot, but that's, that's about it. You know, Oh, wings on wings. We're on wings on wings too. Jesus. I forgot about that. Uh, currently doing the, the stranger things, hot sauces, uh, that's at underscore wings on wings, uh, wings on wings.podbean.com. Uh, if you don't know what that is, we watch the 90s sitcom wings, uh, and then eat hot sauces on chicken wings and discuss that terrible, terrible television show. So there you go
1: awesome all right brett just so you know we were discussing this before you showed up on the recording you know when you were 40 minutes late we're going (laughs) we're going to weekly purchases and i have a very special instrumental version that i need you to sing to so joe hit brett's music brett you ready oh i
4: fucking guess (laughs) Some might cost a little. <laughs> Some might cost a lot. I, mean, I, mean, I fucked I mean, this I mean, up already. I mean, Fuck you, Adam.
2: <laughs> the million dollar Vansky. <laughs> or the hundred dollar, what I'm, are you, how much are you worth? What what do you yeah, inflate I'm yourself d- at? The fifty dollar Vansky? On the, the
1: hundred dollar Vansky. <laughs> oh. The two dollar Bill Vansky. Will be bought. ha 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 ha. ha. I just wanted to hear you do the laugh. That's all. The 25 cent piece (laughs) Vanski. The Sacagawea dollar Vanski. You don't have to be mean about it. What did you guys buy? Uh, I ain't bought
0: shit. (laughs) I bought nothing for myself, man. Spending freeze is fully in effect. Um, You know, it's Christmas time. I got parents. I got you know i got nieces and nephews i got my kid to buy for so i ain't buying myself shit um i have an amazon wish list for my, for myself in the hopes that people buy me the things that i need like you know a, more pens and a composition notebook to start
1: the year 2024 off with are you know the fucking cam girl asking people to buy stuff no, off amazon this wish
0: list? is this is stuff for me so that, like, my family will go and buy it. Like, this is the shit that I need. Like, I don't want nothing extravagant. Like, my Spider-Man wallet is falling apart, so I need a new Spider-Man wallet, right? It has to be a Spider-Man wallet. And, you know, so these are the things that I'm going to buy for myself on December 26th when nobody in my family buys them for me.
4: <laughs> uh, so, like you know now with like black friday being like all month long or whatever the new shtick is with this holiday i hate um, it oh uh, it's so confusing um i definitely know i'm getting older because i was looking through like target ads and i'm like hmm packs of socks are on sale and <laughs> hmm, i could always always use some new underwear hmm um but yeah i'm kind of in the same boat I, I i listen i got five nephews i gotta buy for so i'm like well let's just figure out what to get for them um I didn't buy anything this week, other than uh, I did buy the uh, Marvel's Rogue, uh, the X Men ninety seven Marvel Legend figure. First time I saw it out in person, so I had to pick okay. it up. Uh, and I'm listen. I've, I've already uh, told asked this to DJ. And I'll ask it to you, uh, Joe and Adam. Do I need the Marvel Bishop? Uh, figure in this line, it's the only one I'm missing. I don't really give a shit about bishop. Um, so, are, what are, are, what are you, your thoughts?
1: Are, are you worried if you don't buy that, people think you're a racist? No, <laughs> I, 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 I already
4: bought. No, that was no. If you remember when this line first came out, I was like, oh, I don't really need the storm or the bishop. That I'm like, wow, that sounds like real. <laughs> uh, so, uh,
3: yeah,
1: that's definitely not it. If if Bishop is the only one you're missing, it would be a little sus if you didn't buy him. <laughs> I already got storm. <laughs> it's I <laughs> no, I mean if you don't care about Bishop and like again you like you said, you got the storm so the heat's off, I think you're okay. All right. I I'm
0: of two minds on this like, you know, yeah, you should get the full set if that's the only figure that you're missing. No racial connotations at least on this end. Um, um but it's based new-
4: on what the upcoming new animated series? Yes. Yeah, the new animated series that God knows when it's actually going to get released. Right. Yeah. Un- so I would I would play it safe and get it. All right, I was going to wait for like a like an Amazon sale maybe. Um but I, uh, all right target has
1: like buy one get one half off like i get you only need the one figure but you could probably do some kind of opportunity
4: mm, all right i'll have to look into that thank
2: you that's all i yeah. bought so uh I, I didn't buy anything uh michelle and i are planning on making a uh a big a big big boy purchase tomorrow i think uh Ooh. for for maybe a new video game system mm-hmm. oh let's finally switch. let's the switch? what joe are you getting the switch uh we are leaning towards a switch yes yay uh a, the- a th- 350 for the oled switch that comes with smash brothers and then i'm gonna buy mario kart so the- see what happens
1: Oh man, the PlayStation Five with the disc that's normally five hundred dollars is three fifty tomorrow at Target. Yeah, you can so play like big boy games with me, breath Right. So I've wanted a PlayStation for a little while, but I am a sucker
2: for Mario games, and yeah, Michelle same. Michelle likes playing Mario games, so we can actually sit on the couch together and play Mario. So that's what's gonna gonna lean towards that. Uh, but I'm going to make a proposal here about a purchase because I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, but Mattel creations is currently doing a buy one, get one sale. I sure did.
1: And like buy one, get one 50% off for it. Free. Free. Is it free? It is. I put them in my cart. Uh, uh, Loyalty
2: to my show, extending this off to Brett. Brett, did you buy the Jake and Ravishing Rick Rude Coliseum collection? I did not. They are buy one, get one free.
4: (laughs) Uh, all right, let's talk let text me. Yeah, cuz I think I'm <laughs> so,
2: in. I put them in my cart. The other one gets scratched down to zero. Uh 35 bucks plus shipping a set. Oh yeah, 100% wow. I'm in. It's not a glitch. There's it's, been no it's it's thing right on of it. Like so the, the 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 Muhammad Ali set is in there. Buy one get one. They have like a couple random elites like the stunning Steve, the Seener, the red uh geared cruiserweight Ray Ray. The, I'm looking at it now, the Hogan and Terry. Right, the Becky Lynch, the newest retro with like Rhythm and Blues, Hammer, and Tugboat. The WCW Steamer, the Raw is War Ultimate uh, ring with Kane. They're buy one, get one free.
3: Yeah, and how
2: long does that-, that sale go for? I don't know, but... I I didn't get the Jake and Rick Rude because I I, I don't own a Rick Rude. I own that Jake, but not in ultimate version, but for half off.
4: uh, yeah. That's that's, a no. Yeah. Let's do
2: it. So, so that'll, that'll be, that'll happen after this show.
1: All right. (laughs) Perfect. So Joe, what are you sniffing on that?
0: Uh, yeah. If, if, yeah, that you'd be crazy not to for buy one, get one. That's
1: ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I, I unfortunately, <laughs> I have all of these that you're talking about, but now I'm sad that I can't take advantage of this sale, but that's awesome. You guys got to jump on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I don't have a big week. I'll get us out of here. Um <laughs> uh speaking of playstation uh i bought madden uh whatever the current one is 2024 uh it was on sale on amazon a couple days ago um supposedly he who shall not be named also is buying it so that we can stop playing grand theft auto and start playing something else on playstation online um but yeah so i got that yeah good luck with that hey i mean he already has a headset that kind of works but and The only other thing I bought, uh, I didn't order any toys because, again, this is the year of financial responsibility, uh-huh. uh, but I But I did buy in the major group again, well, this is a toy, but it wasn't like from a toy retailer. It was from a person so it doesn't count. Um, Somebody was selling a bunch of Funko Pops and they had a really good deal on a Captain America Thanos 2-pack that was sold at Hot Topic. It's like bearded cap trying to rip the gauntlet off of Thanos. And it was really cheap, so I'm like, okay, I'll buy that. It's one that I've wanted for a while. And he had a bunch of other stuff. And He's doing really good prices, but you remember those ringside exclusive Remco style, like major boys figures that look like sadly, He-Man figs? Sadly, yes. Yeah. So he had a, a Smart Mark Sterling one, which I already have, but it was signed and it was 10 bucks shipped. And I'm no, like, that, that's, that's fine. R- then. Yeah, that's ridiculously cheap. I'll just yeah, grab that. Price. Yeah. So I, I bought the Funko. And I got the smart mark for like ten bucks thrown in, and I'm just gonna sell my unsigned one, and like I probably get like twenty bucks shipped for the unsigned one. So the way I see it, I got it for free. You know, can't beat that. But that's all I bought this week. Proud of you. Thanks, buddy. Again, it's your financial responsibility. Yeah, it wasn't from a
0: retailer; it was from a person, so it doesn't. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if it's not like, you know, if I don't get an email confirmation. It doesn't count. Like, if it's just a PayPal thing, no, that, 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 that you're allowed to do as many of those as you want. A lot of loopholes in your life, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I live by a set of rules, Joe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that's all I got.
0: Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for staying up late with this, you know. Um, this will be on both feeds, so you're hearing this on both the uh, ad-outs with Wrestling feed and the We Need Wrestling feed. Um, it you know, it's an extra long episode because it's essentially like two podcasts in one, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it it is shorter than if we did both of our episodes this week. So
3: that, uh, that's true. There Good you point. Go.
2: Uh, and for the record, uh, eighty two dollars shipped. There are two Coliseum Collection, Jake Roberts and Rick Roots, coming to to my door. What's nice? Go. Ooh. So.
0: Alright, so for Brett and DJ, for Adam, for me, uh, closing out both these episodes, uh, everyone, thanks for listening, be safe out there, and enjoy some
2: wrestling You guys wanna throw your Yeah Yeah